everybody. Welcome to a very jump scary episode of Video Game Apocalypse. It's episode 136. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is here with me? Chris Antizu, who doesn't like jump scares. And Dwayne ah. Rock Johnson Lewis. Yay. Henry the Witch Hunter Gilbert. Oh, White people everywhere. I hear The Last Witch Hunter is not a very good movie, Henry. I read a funny thing about how every filmed bomb this weekend and nothing did good. Because everything <laughs> sucks. Because wanna... it's Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody! You want to tell... I, there's one quick way to tell what's a good film. Mm. Is Vin Diesel in it? Yes. <laughs> Does the title start with an F? Nope. Not good. <laughs> it is not good. What about The Iron Giant? <gasps> yeah! Dude, that barely you. counts. That's not fair. That's 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Also, years old. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, right. Fuck you. He's barely. He says one word in it. Okay, if he says on, three words. And yet he Actually, says so much words. with those three words. <laughs> anyway, we've got a fun, jump scary episode ahead for you. This is our final Halloween themed episode of October. So we're going to go out on a big bang with the scariest genre of all. Horror games that completely depower you, leaving you defenseless against monsters, usually in first person, not always. Mm. Uh, That's kind of horror game. Yeah, like this is, for me, the the hardest kind of horror game to get into, because when you're completely defenseless, like, everything suddenly seems really scary. Yeah, it's too much for me. Sometimes it is for me, too, although I did force myself to play uh, a pretty big chunk of a couple of the games on here. And uh, to be able to talk about them. And I was pleasantly surprised because it's like, oh man, they're really good in spite, like, even in addition to the scare factor. And I have a feeling these are all games that I own and Mm. have either played for one second or I'm too afraid to touch. Well, at least one of them I know you've played extensively. Yay. So let's begin with... Number five! I don't... Wait, there's supposed to be a sound here? And, um, hold on, let me just, uh... <laughs> uh good one, my uh, There we go. Good one. That, uh, Who knows what this is? Surprisingly effective, you asshole. <laughs> thank you, God, thank you. Um, what the hell was that? Five Night at Schmendrix? Oh! Yes. Hello! <laughs> See what I did? I uh, Mad Magazine I wanted to record did. a message for you to help you get settled in on your first night. Blur. Um, I actually worked in that office before you. I'm finishing up my last week now, as a matter of fact. So, I know it can be a bit overwhelming, but I'm here to tell you there's nothing to worry about. Uh, you'll do fine. So, let's just focus you'll do fine. on getting through your first week. Okay? Your first week and your last. <laughs> Except that this game made, what, Three sequels in like two years, <laughs> and um, a, a movie and a TV uh-huh. show. Six seasons, actually. Also, uh, like I, I was just trying to find like that first clip. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to get like d- the death scenes from the first game with nobody talking over them. That is extremely hard to find. Mm. Well, yeah, I thought this game was only played by PewDiePie and other. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you think like YouTube videos. fucking loves this Why don't game? You just load the game up on your Apple Watch. <laughs> it can be put on anything. I'm sure it can, actually. Yeah, it's on iOS, so it's not that big Nights of a stretch. I, yeah. I am love and am proud and proud of the Five Nights at Freddy series. It's one dude's weird little thing, and mm. that's really neat. That he, but 
One, we did stream this last year, you and me, Mikkel. And yes, we I did. made you, I pretended to look down and be cool uh-huh. uh, during the scares, yeah. uh, so you would do all the yelling, mm-hmm. but it really does terrify me to play, and I prob- I can't jump into the other games. But I love the lore, I love it. Yeah. Oh, there's. See, Go ahead, sorry. That's actually why I can't play horror mm-hmm. games around other people, is because I am, I am a streaker. When it comes to uh, jump scares, mm-hmm. freak me out. I mean, I love it, because I like being stressed. Do you? But in horror games... not work games, at all, by the way. Yeah, no. Well, because you're you, and you're not scary at all. I can't scare you! <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you should uh, see me in the morning after Diarrhea Fit. But I love horror fit. movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope the Five Nights at Freddy's people made a lot of money off this thing anyway, but, but I... It's kind of one do. Yeah. That's, that's the cool thing about it. Well, after watching the Rock of Fire explosion film, too, oh, definitely this concept is terrifying. Well, the, the, like, that's one of the scariest I think a year visuals ago, yeah. in that Rock of Fire explosion Well, to be, to be fair, the mascots don't want to kill you, at least not according to the initial lore you're fed. They'll, they'll most likely see you as a metal endoskeleton without its costume on. Now, since that's against the rules here at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, they'll probably try to forcefully stuff you inside a Freddy Fazbear suit. Um, now, that wouldn't be so bad if the suits themselves weren't filled with crossbeams, wires, and animatronic devices especially around the facial area. So you can imagine how having your head forcibly pressed inside one of those could cause a bit of discomfort and death. (laughs) All right, now here's my question. Uh If this is such a big problem, why wouldn't they just make another suit and have their security guards sit inside of the suit? They do that in the second one. They give you... uh, So the the first game... uh, See, I don't know this series. They put you inside of a security like control room where you're powerless to leave or move uh you can just look at security cameras and open and close the doors you have a limited amount of power and when your power goes out the lights go off and the doors go up and you're completely helpless which again mm-hmm. does not make a whole so lot of sense this is this is a bizarre kafka-esque nightmare scenario that nobody would probably ever be in in the real world. I mean, even discounting the reality of shambling killer robots. Not for that paycheck. No. Uh, But then in the second game, they take away the shutters, and instead they give you a mask that you can wear. You you get your own mascot head to uh, put on in case you see any... So what's the catch with the mask? Uh, I think you have to be quick with it because if they see you putting it on, they'll realize you're Mm. you're just trying to fake them out. the whole time? Uh, I forget. The there's mask a reason. also uses power. I'm sure there's a gameplay <laughs> Probably, excuse. Probably, yes. There's yeah. definitely a gameplay excuse. But I do love, uh, I think the third one, officially, like, it, it wasn't you were being stalked by multiple animatronics anymore. Now there was just, like, one at a museum to that was, like, a museum for the killings. And it was called Springtrap. And it was this horrible, dilapidated thing that looked like a stripped car seat in the shape of a rabbit. All the and things it, to make a monument. Yeah, it would come after you. And then the fourth one just like strips it down to the bare essence of fear where you're a kid in your bedroom at night in the dark and you have to like listen carefully for things coming down the hallway and hide. Oh, like gee. This is just... Yeah, fucking nightmare scenario. Yeah, I love it. I and love jump it. scares. In conjunction, I love the channel Game Theory on YouTube, but I think I showed all you guys the Game Theory episode on this and, like, the actual Chuck E. Cheese murder and that mm. the same amount of characters who attack you in Five Nights at Freddy, that it's the same amount of people murdered in the same spot. 
And that I feel is, like we've talked about this on the show. We have. It's just, I yeah. love that video. It's like well, a there, perfect Halloween there's, viewing. There's a ton of lore yeah. that is written into Five Nights at Freddy's. And just from the first game, like people were tying themselves into knots to oh, try and figure out the significance wonderful. of certain events, like this, for example. The characters do tend to wander a bit. Uh, they're left in some kind of free roaming mode at night. Uh, something about their servos locking up and they get turned off for too long. Uh, they used to be allowed to walk around during the day, too. But then there was the Bite of 87. The Bite yeah. of 87 was a huge deal that, like, one of the animatronics attacked a kid mm -hmm. during the day, and like from that point on, they were very restricted and not allowed to roam freely during the day. But then there's like all this speculation about how, like, they're the the five animatronics and these five children disappeared at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, and they were murdered, and their souls somehow were transferred into the animatronics. Mm. And spoiler alert: uh, in one of the games, you play as the murderer. I think possibly in two. Oh, and uh, but you don't you don't know that it's like that's a major spoiler. Yeah, I just said with that with no oh, warning. Oh wait, me. yeah, whoops. Yeah, but at the same time, like as opposed to a lot of the other games on this list, you don't really have any agency. Like mm -hmm. the, the it's the game aspect is boiled down to like the the barest yeah. uh, possible things. Like you're you just have these little defenses puny defenses against these monsters and you're just waiting for them to, you know, jump out and scare you and it's just, yeah. I thought you were going to press a button again. I was... No. No? I'm not pressing any <laughs> And it's always unexpected, just like that. Every time. Uh -huh. You're always waiting for it and you're never prepared. Every and then time. there's... The fucking fox is like the only character that visibly moves on camera, and if you point the camera at him, uh, like on the first couple nights, then he will uh, just eventually haul ass down the hallway and jump you, and you'll have like seconds to react. Uh, like I think dick. I've said that a billion times. There are few things scenarios scarier to me than the thought of a Disney dark ride with the lights on. Mm. Just those little robots with no legs. Have you never been on Space Mountain? With the lights, have the on. lights on. With you the... act like that's a common experience. It's, it's... Uh, when I went there, the last time I was there, for some fucking reason, they really? had all the lights on. That's gross. They it did? was awful. Was there a reason yeah. for that? I, no, none that they said to me. They, they have a Halloween one with like this ghostly celestial thing who grabs at you on mm -hmm. these projections, but nope. I've never... I, all I, the I... lights were on, and no. I was like, well, first of all, this takes away from all the excitement of the ride. Mm -hmm. But it was just weird to see Space Mountain in daylight, like just, brightness. I just imagine it would look like a, a roller coaster built inside of a cheap roller rink or like, something. Well, Haunted Mansion and, and Pirates of the Caribbean. I imagine just those stilted, like, dead puppets with stagnant water everywhere and, and an echo. The lights on makes it seem so much scarier to me. Yeah. I never want to see it. Well, or, it's... like, the worst one, it's a, the Small World ride with all of the lights. That would fucking oh, terrify yeah. me. Because they're all so goddamn happy. It's the happy ones you gotta watch out for, Chris. <laughs> yeah. It's not the ones that look dead and like me, like old pirates, old scurvy Happy pirates. No, there's something, Those are fine in the day. There's no, something it's deeply the little kids. Sinister. The, ah, no, the not place, okay with that. Disney just deluded Fuck some kids. of the rapists on Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, oh, God. I think that's also like one of the few rides that people have actually been murdered on. What? Like it's uh, a small world. 
Yeah, like you, you look I would up murder somebody. Uh, on I don't think. If well, you, you look, mean accidents, or you mean no? I mean like somebody deliberately killed another person. Um, the, if there, there's like uh, web pages that compile thing, horrible <laughs> things that have happened at Disneyland. Uh, you find out the People Mover was a literal death trap. Kind of a death trap. Yes. Yeah, the people, whatever reason, people thought it was a good idea to jump from one tram to oh, another, yes. and mm-hmm. they would get caught between them and squished. Squished by uh, their death. It's all based on a series of tires that move uh-huh. very fast and throw yeah. these things. So if your leg were to get caught with that, it would probably throw you immediately down to your death. There, and I am there was so a, unhappy right now. There was a park employee who somehow disappeared around at the America Sings yes. ride, and they she found out. Yeah, she was crushed in mm-hmm. between the rotating stage and the wall. That's because ah! Disney likes to use that thing of like, no one's ever died in our park. <laughs> They've been mauled and murdered and had heart attacks. Yeah. And they try and keep that record straight by flying people out and so there's not like a lot of confirmed deaths mm-hmm. however that's one of them so that yeah. person was killed instantly I, my strongest memory of Disneyland the first time I went in like 85 I think was uh, walking through like the Fantasyland shopping area and like seeing this girl getting wheeled out of a shop in a wheelchair with her hands over her eyes and blood pouring out from between her fingers. Whoa. Like, I have no idea what happened. Wow. I'd like to think that was a vision and that you can I, see things. I have it a, was horrifying. a good similar story. Yeah? So there is, like, this shitty... Uh, if anybody lives in California and knows what Sonoma County is, there's, like, this shitty fair that they put together every year. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, I was at the fair... This was, like, God, maybe 10-plus years ago. I was at the fair with my... My stepmom, I think. Yeah, she's your stepmom. Well, I can't remember who exactly it was, but my stepmom and one of our one of my friends. But uh, they shut the entire park down because one of the rides. Uh, God, which ride was it? Like one of those zipper rides, I the think. Zipper. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, one ride. of those. Somebody decided to stick their hand Ooh. out the side and like. All their fingers got just taken oh, right Jesus off. Jesus Christ. Oh, it was they, a kid, too. Like, somebody probably around my They probably age. scattered down in all the other little compartments, and everybody yeah. was trying to catch them. So they shut the whole park down. It fell in some old lady's uh, mouth. Hey, nobody said these things are 100% safe. That's why they're fun. That's why you, they say, keep your hands and legs inside the ride at all times, you stupid yeah, bitch. It's not just a suggestion. To make an omelet of fun, you got to crack, crack a couple kids. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, I read somebody suggested the perfect... Horror. Uh, the perfect haunted house would be one where they agree that they're allowed one person. One person is allowed to die there per year. Like when you start there, you sign you sign a waiver that says I can be I'll I'll be killed, but they'll shut down the thing after Dude, one person. That dies. seems like uh, like how they bill like a 1940s movie. <laughs> one person per theater never survives. <laughs> Will it be you? <laughs> Republic Pictures will cover the cost of your funeral up to five thousand dollars. And then yeah, it's depend- just the movie's about a cardboard skeleton chasing people around. Depending on how they kill people, mm-hmm. I think I would do that. Well, there's a one in one hundred thousand chance. Yeah. And, uh, well, I don't know that a hundred thousand people would be like, "I'll play Russian roulette with you, bitches." Well, this would no, be a um, very popular haunted house. But how? How would they kill you? Because if it's quick, I'd be like, okay. Well, just but that, if it's like we're gonna like tear all your skin off, then well, no, no just, I would not want to risk well, that. Let's say for the sake of argument, it's a dude, a guy who pretends to stab people all the time, really stabs you, and you. you I don't want to bleed out. We should probably move on. Can I tell you one? I had to explain to a friend of mine to get him on uh, all of this water parks water slides. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, 
here's what happens. In order to make these rides safe, and they're not entirely safe, everything, every water slide you see, even the ones with height restrictions, they have been tested on an infant. And once it kills an infant, they scale it back just a Jesus. little bit. But you're not an infant. So you so let's just say like let's just say this did kill an infant. Are you a baby? Then you can go on this ride. And it somehow worked. And he had the best time and he was never afraid of water slides again. Use it on your friends. Was Jesus. he an idiot? No comment. You can't have possibly believed that. No what's, comment. What's you don't talk shit about my friend John. This yeah, what is number four? Let's right. find out. Right, <laughs> we're still on number five. Number four. Link running across water? The sound is a dead giveaway. Does that sound like Link to you? Yes, it sounds slightly masturbatory. Uh, is that Clock Tower? Yay! Uh, Henry gets a gold the, star. The, the horror game that has been on this show more than any other. Probably, it was so much yeah. that he used it in an abbreviation. Is it like, what the fuck is CT? Because we, I, I had just said Clock Tower and then also said CT3. I'm like, I don't recognize this abbreviation. I is feel that, unqualified. It was in the same sentence. So was that the sound of Scissor Man? The yeah, scissor it was. Man? Yes, thank you, Henry. Yes. That was that is Scissor Man who for Mega Man. See, 1? I almost said Clock Tower, but then I was like, no, Michael wouldn't use that game for the fifth or sixth of time. Of course, I would. Not because... a hack. <laughs> Shut up. Yes, sir. Dick. <laughs> uh, Clock Tower is a game where you are defenseless. More or less, you will sometimes you will be able to hide from mm-hmm. Scissor Man. You will be able to pick up an impromptu weapon like a hammer or a. Uh, fire extinguisher to use against Scissor Man exactly once, so long as you stand in place. But uh, the the cool thing about Clock Tower and the reason it keeps resurfacing on these lists mm-hmm. is because unlike a lot of these games, uh, the enemies or the enemy singular mm-hmm. is completely randomized. Mm-hmm. He will show up. When you least expect, although it's usually heralded by a change in the music, yeah. you'll be exploring one minute and then you'll just like that music will fade away and you hear this, and uh, just like that. And you that's your signal to run and hide. And he'll come in and he'll look around and he might uh, linger outside your hiding place and he might stab his scissors into it if you're really unlucky. Uh, there's no necessarily reason for him stabbing your hiding place. Uh... Well, there, there was one time when I picked a really obvious hiding place, yeah. which was a Metal Gear style box mm-hmm. just in the <laughs> middle of things, and he like walked right over to it and like just stabbed his scissors down, and I was My dead. Boys so yeah, because Scissor Man is like Nemesis 1.0. Yes, right? like they, I mean Metal. Sorry, Resident Evil kind of really took. Seems to have taken a bit of inspiration for him when mm-hmm. they created a nemesis like a character from Resident Evil yeah. 3. Since then, I've kind of taken this. Yeah, yeah. Scissor, Scissor Man is uh, like a little hunched guy with a very gigantic pair of garden shears. Why are we afraid of this man? Why can't we shoot him with a gun? And because you don't have a gun. Yeah, but I feel like in America, guns aren't that hard to find. And I think it's, it, well, it, it, takes, ah. it's, it also takes place in... Uh, in Norway, oh, I forget the town. Uh, they don't believe in guns. Ramsdar in Norway. Um, is that true? You could have just made that up. No, that is absolutely uh, true. Boy, Look it up. Wiki Look it the again. fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the cool, uh, the other cool thing about Scissor Man is uh, he's not always even announced. Like sometimes he'll be exploring, and you'll open a locker, and bam, he'll jump out and chase you. 
And uh, it's especially terrifying because it's a point-and-click adventure, so you have mouse clicks to run away from him. This is CT1? Yeah, CT1, bro. CT1, dog. And then... Uh, Not like that Faddle Frame game. New and stuff. Nah. Well, you have a defense. You have a camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Clock Tower it has kind of a weird history in the U.S. We actually never got the first Clock Tower, yeah. uh, which was for Super Nintendo. Uh, this one was the second Clock Tower... There was a side story called uh, Clock Tower Ghost Head in Japan <laughs> that I think was brought over as Clock Tower 2 or Clock Tower, some, sub, some other subtitle that wasn't Ghost Head. And then turned into a great song by Bush. Mm. Thinking of Machine Head. Sorry. Uh, like, let's, keep, let's move on. That's the song that always plays in my head when I edit the show. Better than the rest. Because there's Fade In, Fade Out. <laughs> fade In, Fade Out. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Clock Tower 3, you play as a young girl named Alyssa who's stalked by, like, four or five different serial killers. And not at once. It's it's one after another. But you have some to f- of this is her fault. <laughs> that feels like even worse luck. You, you have to flee, and and it had uh, cutscenes directed by Kinji Fukusaku, who did uh, Battle Royale. Oh, oh wow. yeah, director of Battle Royale wow. directed the cutscenes, including one where a little girl is murdered with a sledgehammer. Um, <laughs> wow. Yep. To the Peter Gabriel song. And so it starts out terrifying, but then, like, after you've had a couple levels of, like, running from these gigantic goons, you get to turn around and confront them and are given a magical bow and arrow for a big boss fight. And then you're powerless again, and the bosses just get less and less scary with each iteration. You start out with, like, there's a huge guy in a leather hood and a sledgehammer that uh, moves really fast, and you have to run away, and he's scary. And then the second guy is... He has a gas mask and, uh, like, a, a garden sprinkler full of acid. So he's trying to melt you. And then the third guy looks like Marilyn Manson with his shirt off, and he has an axe, and he's not very so scary. So he has removed ribs, right? That's yes. The, yes. Yes. This ghost can suck his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fourth ones are, like, they, they tried to bring back Scissor Man with Scissor Man and Scissor Woman, but they make them, like, these teenage... Uh, Harlequins mm. that like each have like half of a scissor as Gross. like a sword mm-hmm. and like this is they, they walk around saying things like snippity snap and like <laughs> I, I can't be afraid of this this is too sexy and dumb Jiminy Jilliker is this the is too this, sexy and dumb I can't run from sex idiots okay does the main character have a dog or am I thinking of Rule of Rose or you're thinking of Haunting Ground and oh. Rule of Rose both okay. of where the main character has a dog so dog yeah, counts as a hey. weapon <laughs> No idea. What and Haunting Ground is not very good. Mm. Uh, Rule of Rose is better. Not great. But, I mean, I'm talking about where the, the series went, but I should, I should dwell a little more on uh, what the original Clock Tower achieved in terms of drama. Yo, teach. <laughs> oh, you're alive. <laughs> I should say I only edited about 20 hey, seconds. Hey, what do you mean by time. that? Wow. Where is everyone? Ugh. Aren't they with you? Oh my god. <laughs> Scissor Man attacked us and we all scattered. Oh, I see. What do we do now, Teach? We've got to keep looking. Wait for it. Wait for it. There has to be a way to kill Scissor Man here somewhere. I keep what? That's why he's trying so hard to get in our way. I just want to say again. There was a 10-second pause. 
<laughs> during that long pause that I cut out. Yes. <gasps> I kind of want to actually, I actually, after this, mm-hmm. want to hear it, no pauses. Not mm. af- after the show, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to hear it without the pauses. Because, fuck God, that's so awful. Write uh, right down where Ann said, fuck God. <laughs> Yo, teach. Yo. But I, I also want to say, like, I was like, why is this voice acting so god awful? Like, mm-hmm. it makes Resident Yo, Evil look teach. good. It's, and it, then I found out it was because the original Japanese voice actors recorded their lines phonetically in English. Ooh. Whoa. And, and that's why it sounds like the device that E.T. called home with. Yes. <laughs> wow. Scissorman attacked us and we all scattered. I, boy, that is such like a. That way of thinking. It makes it the first time you're ever localizing a game, but after that, you're like, no, hire somebody in English. Like, hire an English-speaking person, even somebody who lives in Japan. Just do that. But for my money, the Clock Tower did manage one super creepy moment. When you're exploring the castle where Scissor Man and his family come from, you enter a little locked room that's, like, full of children's bones, and some ghosts form above them and sing this song. out anytime kids sing. It's I don't terrifying. care if it's like if they are alive. Also there there are three verses to like, that song. Uh, little John in the castle plays with a little boy, snip snip sniff, off goes his head, bright red, bright red. Then snap 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 she loses her sight, bright white, bright white. Um, He's not looking at anything. And the third one is... uh, It's all by memory. Yeah, snap, snap, snap into his spleen, out his sides, red and green. Christmas! (laughs) Jesus Christ, yes. Uh, See, it it reminds me, there's a great... I just want to plug it. I didn't care for the Simpsons Halloween... Or, like, House... Treehouse of Horror, mm-hmm. but Halloween of Horror, the Halloween episode before that was fucking excellent. Yeah. And there's a great sequence that just reminded me of when he just stares at the door and the thugs, voiced by Nick Kroll and the workaholic guy, just sing, Scary nursery rhyme, <laughs> just yeah, like great. every movie. <laughs> and <laughs> they are not wrong. Uh, the Halloween store scuzzos. <laughs> yeah. Look it up on the Hulu, guys. It's... I already am, sorry. <laughs> But you're gonna be I am (laughs) Loved it Loved it by the way Great Simpsons episode Number three God died with the gold standard We're on to a more Concrete faith now You have to rob Paul to pay Peter There's no other way Murder In it is the simplest form But what happens When all money's gone When money becomes A matter of faith And that's what I'm here for Make you believe. You paying attention? Don't pass that on me. There's still a lot for you to absorb. So the voice acting is competent. Is this mm-hmm. Outlast? Yeah, this is Outlast. Yeah. Outlast. Yeah. I've seen enough streams of this to know. <laughs> well, I, I'm just learning this about you, Angela. That uh, I love horror game streams. Streams, yeah. exactly. Because like Michael was saying, Ando's a, b- a bunch about these. I hadn't seen you play any of them, no offense. 
No. They're like, and yeah, that you're watching these these on streams because I I try I've watched them on streams. I'm like, I gotta play that. And like Michael said, I'm done in like ten minutes. Like the first jump scare, and like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't sign up. Like, for this. I, can, I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> I, yeah, I get. I get. And I definitely yeah. want. I was looking forward to Outlast. I bought it. I've tried it. Loaded up like three times. Mm. And I like terrified. watching other people freak out. Oh, I think it's one of my favorite things in life. <laughs> yeah. I I just remember this game that it has. Uh, it's one of like eight games ever that has male frontal nudity. Yep. Oh yeah, that's in the the whistleblower DLC dick. where you watch a, uh, a good laser time feature to me. Yeah. Weird spoiler. <laughs> end of the whistleblower DLC. You get to watch a table saw coming for your dick. Really? And so just mm-hmm. sitting there waving around helplessly. No, it's you're you're lying the down. Maggot. You 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 like the villain does a snidely whiplash to you, where he ties you to a, a <laughs> table and then like runs a table saw towards your crotch, and oh. you get to watch it edging closer and chewing through the wood as it comes to your dick, which is in the middle of the screen. Is that anybody table else's saws opinion? move pretty quick, so those That's true. always. All right, so I'm, all right, I will pull together a list of ESRB-rated games that have male frontal nudity. Yeah, I think I, that might be a future top five. I've been putting it together in my head for a while. Uh, I, I think see. it'll be fun. Uh, top five uh, dicks. GTA yes. 4, <laughs> Outlast. Yes. Uh, boy. God of War. Save the top five. We got it. It needs God to be God of War a, never had a penis. Yeah, don't spoil it all here. dick in that. There is. No, there's not. Sure oh, there maybe in like a, one of the paintings. Not in the first one. Hmm. Um, so anyway, this is Outlast. Thanks. You are a journalist who gets a, a letter saying, hey, there's something hinky going on in this asylum. Did you go here for no money? Yeah. And so you go to get the story, which means you go alone in the middle of the night. Makes sense. With nothing but a camcorder mm-hmm. and that break in. That is what in. journalists do. And it you get tr- paid an experience. <laughs> yeah. And so... Not this very... is an intern. That makes yes. a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> so as you're, as you're breaking and entering and creeping through this facility, which seems to be abandoned, you find a bunch of blood and you climb through a vent. Yep, I would do that. And mm-hmm. you, you drop down and you open a, a door and then there's like just a huge, loud jump scare where like a body flops down in front of you and mm-hmm. the music gets terrifying. Nope. And you meet <laughs> this guy. They killed us. They got out. The variants. You can't fight them. You have to hide. You can unlock the main doors from security control. You have to get the fuck out of this terrible place. Long story short, something has happened at the Mount Massive Asylum that. Uh, Mount Massive. Mount Massive. Manchester Massive. No, it's it's a uh, it's set in Colorado, but uh, something has happened that has made the inmates all roided out and invincible and uh, more murderous than usual. And uh, so you have to run around. You have your defense is a camera, which will let you hide in the dark because it has night vision. And you have some uh, running and like light parkour skills that let you. Slide under low openings to escape people, or uh, yeah, run around and, and uh, the chase scenes sound like this. Why 
to being pursued through a prison yard by a hulking fat man. So, here is my issue with... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, your issue. Here is my issue with horror that I feel... Uh, I'm right with you. Is so rarely Do not addressed. call a female murderer murderer. Like yes, Michael don't, don't call things. them yeah. a murderess. No, they're just no. murderers. <laughs> My <laughs> issue is that I'm one of those people who always screams out, that doesn't make any sense! Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. That's always me. And I don't like it when it's literally the dumbest fucking reason. Like, I see blood on the ground and I'm like, well, I'm done. There's the hanky thing I found. Somebody's been murdered mm-hmm. here. That's the story I'm writing. And, and I'm time to call like the a, cops. A ghetto movie. Except, that, no, I'm just... I'm that just guy saying, I told like, you this about? is what drives me crazy. You watched It Follows with me, and that's what I did the whole goddamn time. Yeah, but Why would you do that? Why aren't you looking behind you? Why is this happening? Yeah. But I enjoyed watching it with you while you did that, because it is also evidence that you are, in fact, scared. And Yo, terrified yeah. and terrified. Oh, like, yes. That is, that is how you've expressed yeah. you being scared. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I question do everything. I Don't love... do that. Why are you doing that? Somebody reviewed It Follows on IMDb, and I think they just said the, the two sentences over and over and over again, which were... You could give it to a migratory bird. Bad movie. <laughs> but you'd have to fuck the migratory bird, and how are you going to do that without killing, killing it? it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that and, would like, work. What counts exactly? Do you, can you just rub it on your junk? Do you have to actually penetrate it, or does it have to penetrate you? Well, like, no, because the, the, she fucks a bunch of dudes, so she doesn't get or she doesn't penetrate anybody. I would fly to Antarctica and like, fuck them with terminal cancer. <laughs> I don't, but that doesn't with, count. Why not? But, I mean, it doesn't count because she, as soon as they die, it goes to you. She gets it from having it. sex with a guy. Mm-hmm. So, like, but I have so many things that I thought were wrong, wrong with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but could that, go on for a long time. This guy, remember this up, guy? We'll talk about it. They killed us. They caught out. Yeah, he's a SWAT guy. So, like, mm. the cops have kind of already been there and lost. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is, like, a mile from anywhere with, like, there's there's no cell reception a mile out. Like, you have no way to call for help. You just have to try and escape. And people are continually trying to frustrate you and cutting your fingers off like that guy in the first clip I played. I lied. The second I lost cell reception, I'd be like, and I'm done. I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Would yeah, never I'd be checking my cell reception place. the entire yeah, time. You'd make a yeah. terrible investigative journalist. Oh, Geraldo yeah. Rivera would be yeah, very displeased. Be. I'd use cell phone reception as an excuse to leave a party. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, I can't imagine I would just. Keep going. Oh shit! I'm terrified. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Outlast is is. Uh, can't look at Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm done. It's a really well constructed game. I want to play more of it when I'm not being such a pussy. It is. You want to do it together? Uh, yeah. I'll watch you guys together. do it. You stream that, I'll watch it. You sit Chris? in my lap, and I'll wrap my arms around you and play. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> or vice versa. It was a free PS4 game, so everybody yeah, has I, it. I picked it up, and I, I own it on Steam. I own like almost every game in this category on Steam, and I've yeah. never touched them. A, a lot of these are basically... You know, it would be easy to dismiss them as YouTube fodder just because you go on YouTube and there's like a billion people all reacting to the scares and losing their shit. I, I like that, though. Although Outlast is a really good game. I think Outlet's independent just, of that. It barely predates that, but it mm-hmm. does. It predates, it predates that trend. And I, I just want to say... People still stream it a lot. I know I, that, I know that a lot of people, with when it comes to Outlast, mm-hmm. think that uh, Big Boy's career is the more impressive of the two, but I think and- Andre 3000 <laughs> still has a lot oh, to God. offer the world, oh, despite was, his weirdness. I could not figure out where you're going with that. I resent you for being wrapped with attention and letting you rattle that off without realizing what you're talking like, about. What like, are you saying? Is Big Boy in the game? 
right. And people should not be upset with Edward just because he has scissor hands and makes topiaries. <laughs> uh, just a quick shout out to our Patreon fans. We watched Beetlejuice together, and I just want to say that was amazing. That was a lot of fun. It was amazing. As a community, I hope that's on here because that game fucking sucks. Beetlejuice? Yes. Why would that be on Let's here? Say it one more time. Uh, don't say it again. Beetlejuice. Oh, and no! right. instead, we'll just say number two. Yes. Cheryl? No, Dahlia. You want me to find her? Who's calling? It's her father, Harry Mason. Is she okay? Yeah. Harry? Is she okay? Who the hell do you think you are? Sorry? What's the... Leave me alone! Talk about ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? This game was... This is Silent Hill Shattered Memories or Sharded Memories. Sharded Memories. Sharded, Sharded Memories, yes. But, yeah, it's... Uh, this was a Wii... Uh, I, I'm so hurt still from how Brett shut me down the one time I talked about how much I love this game. <laughs> but was, if that wasn't your first bullet point and why the game is good. No, it, this game but, is good because it is like one of the most mature stories I've ever seen in a game. It it deals with, you know, therapy, deep uh, psychological scarring, and it expresses that through... Uh, travel th- like through going around a scary town called Silent Hill, mm-hmm. and the big difference in this one, this was technically a remake of the first one. That's how the developers snuck it by Konami. They're like, oh, this will be a remake. When really, it's it's its own thing that just happens to star Harry Mason, who wakes up from a car accident looking for his daughter. Yeah. So it was a much, much nerdier version of Harry Mason, by the way. Oh, yeah, he actually wears glasses mm-hmm. and uh, has a phone. It's his primary way of doing things. And uh, He is not an action star, light. as proven by the fact that, like... Mm-hmm. The, so, Silent Hill, I love Silent Hill Shattered Memories, but I gave it a 7 when I reviewed it, and I stand by that because... Looking around and uh, the story is amazing. I really love. I really enjoyed the puzzle stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it turns in. Then everything ice yep. is over. <laughs> everything ice is over, and then the, the monsters show up. Monsters. Oh, oh, and the best thing to do is to shoot the remote and get them off. And continue running. Nope. Nope. No weapons. Oh. No, no weapons at all. That's why it's on this list. Right, right, right. I forgot what our top five was for <laughs> yes. a second. <laughs> I it was you, you can, when you're running, you can, you know, like throw a chair behind you or move a credenza over mm-hmm. and block a doorway but that oh, only just buys you time Susan. That, but the thing yeah. that drove me crazy in those parts is that you have to it turns into a race but you don't know exactly where you're going you have to find the exit because the whole map has changed mm-hmm. and you can look at your you can pull up his smartphone to see which way you're supposed to be going but then you're not paying attention to the monsters behind you Ooh, and yeah. you end up just running around in circles a lot of the time or I did and then after a certain point, it stops being scary and just like, this is annoying. Like, I just want to get to the next level and stop yeah. these guys. Please play with a controller. I, I put it at number two, and I'm sure people are going to have a problem with this, because while Outlast is much more effective in the scare department and the horror department, mm-hmm. I still think Silent Hill, like you were saying, the story is overall better. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more nuanced. There are sympathetic characters that you can actually connect with. Are they more powerless? Uh, yeah, They're arguably. They're all pretty powerless in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's. it's just... I mean, this is. Shattered Memories is. Uh, <laughs> shattered Memories is powerlessness inside of powerlessness if you've seen the ending. Oh, yeah, it's all. it. Yeah, the ending. Dog ending? Is, 
What? Dog ending? Uh, that is one of the endings. There, there are oh, multiple endings, yeah. yeah that, of course they put in the dog ending, but... No, most most of the endings are just slight variations of things. A lot of the game is about slight variations, too. This, again, talk about ahead of its time. Until Dawn had a similar setup to mm-hmm. this six years later, seven years later, yeah. I think. But, yeah, you you start with a seemingly nice but also slightly menacing uh, therapist, and you answer their questions. Yeah. Your questions will change the layout to a degree of the stage. Mm-hmm. Though, and until dawn, that's not exactly... Well, in but, in Silent Hill, like, it, it introduces certain things differently yeah. in, in Until Dawn, but in Silent Hill... Uh, depending on the answers to your questions, like it, it determines like how the female characters look. Like yeah. if they're like really overtly sexy, or if they're kind of more professional or more maternal or whatever. It's uh, yeah, both. Yeah, how old is Sybil, the the police officer, mm-hmm. and uh, Dahlia, who's like she appears to be your wife, but like as a teenager, and it's. Like, there's a lot to unravel here by there, the time you get is, to the end. There's quite a lot. And, yeah, the stuff with the daughter, too. It's mm-hmm. just in the shit she went through in high school. It's a heavy game. It's a heavy, heavy oh, game. Yeah. And, and you know, it's the monsters in there aren't the real scary thing in it. It's finding out about yourself and the Ooh. truth of the world. Was I the monster all along? <laughs> you may have been. <laughs> it depends on your choices. Yeah. The most terrifying monster of all is inside you. And fortunately, though, you'll Met never... the enemy and he is us. You'll never be able to play it Thank you, Walt Kelly's Pogo. There you go. Because it's not like... It's on the Wii, the PlayStation 2, and, is it on the, PS2? and the PSP. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I was curious about. It was about. made for the Wii, but I think it was one of those things where Konami's like, this isn't going to no, sell enough on the Wii, yeah. put it elsewhere. I, I was curious, because if it is only on the Wii, that means... Uh, a, just always wanted to look at quality Wii games that deserve controller attention and like mm-hmm. there's several for Japanese games there's several sequels that exist only on the Wii that are kind of terrible that fans won't ever really get to see Yeah, mm. but that would either make it the most expensive game ever but now what you're saying it'll probably be the cheapest version I think it is the cheapest version and also though it might get more pricey as time goes on because Konami's not gonna like port it release a console game ever and, well especially not one when they're going back through stuff to even do like an mm-hmm. HD remake the Brit- like the American developed uh, a poorly received silent or poor sales Silent Hill spinoff is not going to be their top priority I think mm-hmm. mm. sad but true anyway we should probably get on to I know what that is. That is Scott yep. Steiner destroying a Shoney's. Uh, sure. <laughs> I think I know what it is, but I, this is yeah, one I have not seen a lot of streams. That is a gatherer breaking down a door that you have barricaded in Amnesia yeah. the Dark Descent. This is, I probably started playing this game more time than like yeah. anything else. I've owned this since it came out, and it's too much for me. Yeah. I started on it for like the, the fourth or fifth time, and... Uh, yeah, played through a pretty good chunk of it last night, about the first four or five hours. And it is really, really good. Uh, it's really well-paced. 
They do a really good job of building dread, even though, spoiler alert, so you, you barely oh. see any monsters for, like, the first entire half of the game. Mm. Like, they're, they, they seem like they're a threat, but they're not. And the fact that the game keeps building them up by teasing them every so often and, like, every once in a while just be exploring an area and you open a door and, fuck, there's a monster right behind it and it ah. lurches out at you. And uh, but it's it's set in this Bavarian castle in the 19th century. Again, why are they there? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, because uh, that's that's kind of what you're trying to discover over the course of Amnesia. Because as a letter that you leave your have left yourself describes toward the beginning. Daniel, I can't tell you why, but know this: I choose to forget. Try to find comfort and strength in that fact. There is a purpose. You are my final effort to put things right. So you find a letter from yourself, having forgotten pretty much everything except your name and where you're from. Mm. And how to walk and move your mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and read, obviously, because you find this letter and (laughs) you find out that you, it's, it's addressed to you from you. And you apparently drank some kind of potion to make you forget the events. But the the you from the past is telling you, okay, this is going to sound horrible, but you have to find the master of this castle and kill him. Mm. You fucking find him and murder him. He is the worst. And this is the only way you can set things right. Even if I was telling myself to do something in a letter, mm-hmm. I'd still be like, fuck you, me, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so fuck off, give me one Wherever good reason. my home is, I'm going to find it. And I'm, I'm going to make there. a new home in a place that's not a creepy Bavarian as, castle. As you're going through the game, you figure out uh, what happened to you before by finding old diary entries that uh, Daniel, the protagonist, is an archaeologist. And while on a dig in... Uh, the Middle East. He he right. found he found a tomb that had a strange, perfect orb in it. It and seems like the orb I found casts a long and dark shadow. It's not only a powerful item, but a dangerous one. Simply by touching it, you invoke the powers within, and if you are too weak to control it, it will devour you. So this, these orbs are magical artifacts scattered throughout the world. And when you touch them, it activates a guardian that lives uh, in the orb. And it will chase you relentlessly but slowly. Mm. And it's, uh, it's shown as like this weird, fleshy, harmful residue that starts spreading across the castle shortly after the beginning of the game. And it's just relentlessly trying to kill you and take back the orb. And the reason that you are at the castle in the first place is because you were trying to escape from this thing. And the Baron, who owns the castle, uh, said, Yes, come, I know exactly what's going on. I can protect you. Bring the orb, and, and we'll get to the bottom of this. Mm, I don't trust that. No, Bring and so orb. now you wake up, and you're in this creepy fucking castle that's filled with deformed monsters that will chase you relentlessly. Mm. And your only defenses against them are to close doors, pile up furniture behind the closed doors to create barricades, and hide in closets or in pitch darkness. The thing is, if you're hiding in pitch darkness, uh, your sanity starts to go down very quickly. 
So you mm-hmm. you have to be in light at all times, or else you'll your uh, sanity will start to degrade, your vision will start to go, and uh, you may end up making noises or otherwise attracting monsters to you. But uh, like to to combat this, you can you can light candles, you have a lantern, but you obviously want to extinguish this when you're hiding from things. So they don't see you. Mm. And also, if you look at monsters for too long, it affects your sanity. So it's it's inspired by Lovecraft. And part of the reason I'm including this... That was this, a different list. <laughs> that was a different <laughs> list, and somebody pointed out, you didn't have this in there. I'm like, shit, that's right, I forgot this was Lovecraftian, mm-hmm. so I wanted to give it its due mm-hmm. in this top five. I want to play it after this. It is really, really good. The break. Is this made by the... Uh, the stranger people. The no. Who the, no. Okay, this isn't the people who just made that. Everybody's got a rapture game. They made Soma. Okay, <laughs> that's their most recent project. Uh, and there was a sequel to Amnesia called The Machine for Pigs. Love that. Subject. That was made by the Chinese Room. Ah, that's what I, I think that that's, that's the, the one you're we, thinking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. Who also yeah. made Dear Esther? Yeah. Oh, because I was just thinking of them because they. They made walking simulators like this one as well. <laughs> Hi, kid, I kid. Well, I this love this those is games. this is a walking simulator, except that it's occasionally a hide from the monsters simulator. No, I love that. And it's it's kind of terrifying. I look, I love walking simulators. By the way, I and but, I, I would say don't if you want to play this, don't give into temptation and spoil it for yourself and go on YouTube because there are people who are just like trolling the monsters in amnesia and they mm-hmm. will just like run around with these monsters in circles and uh, throw things at them and it's it just it starts yeah, to make them look ridiculous fun. it, yeah, it, it de- defangs them uh, indie dynamos on steam as far as I can remember it was it's always yeah. been reasonably priced I don't think ever more than $15 and I, I think I picked it up in like six sales for three bucks so yeah just yeah. go pick it up Picked it up for three bucks each time. You forgot yeah. you had it and bought it again. You have, it has happened to me more times than you can mention, and I love it. Seemed yeah. like you like ah, you bought this already. You want to give this away? And question yes. of the week: How many times have you gone to buy something and Steam told you it's already in your library? Yes. <laughs> yeah. By the way, another plus for Shattered Memories on this list sure. is that is that it is third person, unlike all the other. Ah, yes. oh. makes it special again. Mm. Also, hey, this list reminded me of Audition, the film. You well, Clock that? Tower is also in third person. Oh, fine. Yes. You got me. You got me. But I did. Ah. If only a wiki par ah, ah, sound effect was here. <laughs> uh, but no, one. the Audition. This reminded this list reminded me of Audition because it's one of the. That's one of the scariest films I've mm. ever seen. Mostly because it's a twist, like. Halfway through, it becomes a horror film. It, it isn't yeah, a horror you, you want a cool You've horror seen film? It? Well, Allow me to touch the hem of your garment. <laughs> well, it's one of those films that, like, not on, like, Two Girls, One Cup, it would be more fascinating to stream your relatives watching Audition, because mm-hmm. for 40 minutes, it's a romantic comedy. Yeah. And kind of a boring one. And then it gets outrageously sadistic. Grandma yeah. watches Audition and <laughs> dies on camera. Well, the, and, and obviously the bit at the end is the main character is powerless and cannot move and is just watching horrible things happen that he can't stop and it's it is a really like ugh, it's a creepy creepy scene Miki Takashi Miki Miki oh also one of the things that makes Amnesia especially effective the doors the way that they're open, you can't just click and open them. And Outlast does this too. Mm-hmm. But you you have to go up to them, hold down the mouse button, and then like pull the mouse toward you 
to, or push it away from you to open the door. So it's analog. And when you're actively fleeing from something you can hear right at your heels, it's really hard to do that and run at the same time. So it's, it's very effective horror because of clumsiness. But also because of stellar writing and acting and all that other stuff. I want to go install it. Let me pee. All right. Uh, so we're going to go out on something and take a little break. I'm we... powerless to stop this break. You are powerless. We're going to go out probably on some sort of Five Nights at Freddy's fan song. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some big, big Sony news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. I really hate you. Stop getting in my way. I've lost my patience when I'm It's me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, and just like the protagonists in these five games you've just heard, I also live life in a constant hell of horror with no real defense. I mean, I used to have some defenses, like I guess if you listen to last year's special for Christmas or Halloween or Thanksgiving, whenever the fuck it was, you know that I was once a great and powerful voodoo loa with Conquest of the World's podcast nearly in my grasp until these idiots somehow unwittingly foiled me. I don't even remember how it happened, but since then, I've just lived an existence of constant terror, shuffled around from one den to the other in the hopes that the dark shadow that has been stalking me for years never finds me or catches up. Anyway, the real reason I'm here, of course, is to tell you how to support Video Game Apocalypse, and there are a bunch of fun, fun ways you can do this. Are you ready? Let's go through them. Subscribe on iTunes, rate and review the show, let Apple and everyone who subscribes to Apple, whatever that means, know how great we are. It's just say, this is an amazing show, period. I would listen to the same episode 5,000 times and give them all five stars. You should listen to them, too. They have many great insights about video games, and spell it that way. You can also go to patreon.com slash laser time give generously to the laser time network or give just enough to get access to all the secret podcasts that only patrons get access to and if you if you don't want to give us money directly but still would like to help if you're a prolific amazon shopper you may have noticed that there are amazon links down the right side of lasertimepodcast.com give them a click why don't you and then look at the thing you just clicked on and go Bleh! and then type in whatever you actually wanted to buy and buy it in that session and we'll get a cut of whatever you spend you know what now's a really good time to go pc shopping just saying not for any particular reason or you know just buy six ps4 bundles just, you know, explain it to your family and say, like, I just felt like we needed these. You can also tell your family and friends, hey, you know what? Speaking of Laser Time, the site that made me buy these six PS4s, you should really listen to Video Game Apocalypse. It's a great show about video games, and there's a raccoon on it who has many trenchant insights about running around on rooftops and vomiting in people's beds. You should really give it a listen. It's a fantastic show. It's the best show. It's the only show. All right, well, I'm getting the nod that my time is up, so back to the rest of the only show that is also the best. <laughs> And welcome back to our terrifying second segment. Boogity fuck. <laughs> you ever watch those Mr. Boogity movies that were on like the, the yeah, Disney I Channel them, specials? Yeah, because we didn't only watch them like 
it was the one of the first made for TV scary movies that was appropriate for kids of yeah. that era, uh-huh. and like we went to camps. At the years following to watch them on like one of the few VCRs that existed in projection screens uh-huh. and I have never seen seen them since like the mid 80s I don't think I ever saw them but I remember kids at school talking yeah. about them and it's like some like Puritan witch hunter who just comes back as a zombie that flies around and goes boogity yeah 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 There's, it's it's totally family friendly the boogity man this is completely irrelevant chatter uh, not for Halloween anyone under 30 not for Halloween <laughs> motherfuckers I'll talk more about Shocker if you let me well you know what's a really terrifying game for Halloween um new it's releases the jingle? first one we're gonna talk about in these are new releases they are releasing as do we all. I sing that. She doesn't laugh all that often. What? It's nice to hear. I never laugh. I'm a very grim Game of all is what? Halo. Halo Five Guardians, and it's scary because Hold playing up. it, I realize that my input as a player has been reduced to irrelevance because I'm being followed around by four AI who are better at everything than me and will rush in to patch me up every single time I fail. That's why it's fucking terrifying. It's fucking terrifying because we are so reliant on technology that we've all got AI built into us. Uh And John isn't even... He's barely a human being anymore. No, like, he's been changed quite a lot. He, yeah, point, he's yeah. had so much work done that he's he so, not even a human. And this is the pinnacle of perfection to yeah. us. So this seven-foot-tall so super soldier that we look at and we're like, yes, that had, is what I want to be. No, had, go fuck yourself. I hate the I, future. It's terrifying. Dan Lewis for president. Nice. Jesus Christ. That was he's very had moved so by that. much work done. Joan Rivers is asking him, <laughs> who is his doctor? Oh, and she's been dead. From the for grave. Years. <laughs> From the grave, she From wants the to grave. Know. Uh, So I know Halo's story doesn't matter, but Not I'm totally confused. It's about a robot man Number one, with a human I can tell AI. you what the plot when, is. Okay, then, then I have several questions that I'm going to say, and then you're going to tell me the answers. I'll do my best. Since when is Nathan Fillion a Spartan, and why are there so many Spartans when Master Chief was supposed to be oh, the last ST? one? One second for Henry. Okay. If you try an answer, you're going to get trounced. You know no, that. I've had multiple. I'm surprised we have a surprising number of our most hardcore fans you know, are super into Halo. You know more about it than any and, of us, and, and when you try to answer, which you're mostly accurate, everybody just harps on what Fillion you're was yep. in ODST, yeah. though. Yeah, Fillion he was, was but I don't think he was a Spartan then. No. Well, they had like, they made a big deal about how Master Chief was the last surviving Spartan. He yeah. was, but in Halo Dropship Troop, no, in Halo Four, they well, actually no, but Halo Three, mm-hmm. they had started making new new new. Uh, Spartan troops. They just weren't in the Mjolnir armor model that uh, that Master Chief was locked into. These were people who got the upgrade at different times in a nicer fashion than I believe John got. And you'll uh-huh. see that with that's what happened to Locke in Halo Nightfall if anybody mm-hmm. bothered to watch it. But, uh, <laughs> nope. but anyway, yeah, Dr. Haley? Uh, the Halsey. Mean- Doctor Haley of Halo. Better and than eighteen people in the comments trying to outsmart you. But <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know it's why. Advancements, I know it's advancements. It's advancements in the tech, basically. Yeah. I I do love that uh, in criticizing the storylines of Halo and Gears of War. Like years and years ago, I think we got mm-hmm. a comment that was like, "If you guys ever cracked a fucking book, like." Why would I crack a video game book if I were going to read a book? Well, it's a Jim Gaffigan joke. You know what I like best about the movie? 
No reading. <laughs> no reading. <laughs> no, this is the... I saw multiple people write this up after the, the day the it's reviews being written about now, up. now that like op-eds are more important than reviews, yes. that, <laughs> that Halo's story is, is told a little clumsily. No, mm. It's told oh, yes. better mm. everywhere but in a game. Mm-hmm. It, and I said mm. the same thing in our stream of the missions 1 through 3, which, go to the YouTube channel, mm. check them out. They were fun. But... I talk about how you still feel, I always feel, I felt this way in one, two, three, four, and this one, I feel like I'm on the outside of a story, yes. or that I'm not getting, like... And in- you know what really drives that home, at least for me, mm-hmm. is the very opening cutscene for the first level, where you get to watch Locke's team do all kinds of crazy-ass shit that you cannot do in the game. Yep. And I kind of feel like, watching characters do action uh, just in a passive cutscene in a video game, right at the beginning... This is like the equivalent of a like opening narrative crawl in a movie. Like it's so outdated and dumb, and it detracts from the experience. In a vacuum, it's a cool scene, but yeah, uh, yeah. If, I, if like okay, if this was had Monty Oom's name attached, if he were still alive oh. and he made an animation, uh, it would be amazing. But God. and then also by the end, of, by Monty Oom was a talented guy. By the end of that mission, you find the doctor who's been kidnapped. By a guy who sounds pretty important, and then you just kill him in a cutscene. You're like, well, I guess he's not important. Mm-hmm. I probably should have watched Halo Nightfall yeah. or read some comics that. But would Halo set up games who this have always is. liked to do that. They love killing people in cutscenes and then just being mm. like, "Well, they're gone." Well, like, but every, that was every single person in ODST. You're they right. They all died in e- cutscenes. Every time it happens, and this is something I've been thinking. I'm sorry, Reach. I meant Reach. Like since since Devil May Cry three first came out, and I see cutscenes like this, my reaction is always like. Glad I'm not doing all this cool stuff myself. That would sure suck. Well, that's why it was nice in DMC. You could do all that awesome stuff. Well, you, you could were, push buttons sometimes. You no, no, your no. Wait, no. It didn't have awesome. It didn't DMC. have QTEs, did it? No. DMC, I don't no. believe so. Yeah, your combos could be awesome, but still, mm-hmm. it's like I don't want to watch Dante doing cool shit. I just want to do cool shit. Mm-hmm. But Halo Five Guardians. Uh, campaign is fine. Lovely. I, no, it's, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this is goofy and dumb and it's fun and whatever. No, no, no the, just, second, the, the only thing is this, the same, same thing I've said all along that like when you started working at Radar and like, I have played the first four Halos to death. I have no idea what you're talking about when you mention story elements and characters. That is not said in the game. I do not know this about that person. Mm-hmm. I had no idea this is going on. Uh, and I always thought that was a little weird. We made fun of it, and I'm seeing a bunch of people give Halo tons of shit right now, for, and I almost feel bad for it. Like, but we always knew that. Well, I wonder if it's because you know the the multiplayer is not cutting edge anymore, and it's not it's not must play multiplayer. It's still very good yeah. multiplayer. I think, it, I think it probably is for most. How mo- many but- people out there play Halo going into it thinking, no, I just don't get me wrong. I have played all of the Halos to this point, uh, except Wars, um, but I. I love the universe. Me too. I think it's fucking fascinating. I think it's beautiful world building. I love it, the alien I mean, races and all that stuff, and the, how colorful it is, and the design. The games, like you can you can play them and kind of forget about the story yes. a little bit after, but that doesn't stop these games from being good, it's, fun, it's true. fucking it's games. It's true. It's just like I'm seeing a lot of people. I like in, in my circles trashing reviewers for saying that like <laughs> I don't understand like. I, they're as baffled as I was a couple years ago. Like, I played every one of these. I have no idea what's going on. The game is not explaining. I was very it. sad at the end of 4. I uh, never played 4. Okay, well, well, also when I... haven't s- played all of them. I was I, very sad at the end of 4. I played Wars. I haven't, but I won a best hand. But would <laughs> you play Reach? I didn't play Reach. Either. I did play Reach. I played Reach. It's also the problem I had with, um, with Halo 5. 
that was the second the third faction showed up again. I was like, oh yeah, these guys. Like, You're I not haven't as played cool any of it. So I don't it's like I played. Oh, I played, played the dudes from four. The third. I played it for a couple. Oh, okay, gotcha. I played it for a couple hours and then I finally loaded it on my Xbox and like, there's two guys staring at one another with multiple factions like. I have no idea who you are. Mm-hmm. None. None. Like, and I've already played you. I don't know what you, the cover means. You make means. the fight fight in the shoot shoot? That's yeah, all I, I care about. Yeah, I have no idea what this means. Yeah, I, I, I did get yeah, some... I have a short retention for that kind of shit. I don't... I, like I said, I prefer Destiny because there's no fucking story. Just premises mm-hmm. and characters and game. All game, game, game. No cutscenes. But yeah, Halo 5, I, I did love that, like, at least in the first level, I can take all kinds of unnecessary risks, mm-hmm. run yep. around punching giant monsters, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't have to worry about anything because my teammates, again, who are better at this than I am, yes. will come and patch me up. And they have infinite patience because they are computer controlled. It is mm-hmm. some of the better AI I've seen in a while, especially yes. if you're as impatient as me. Yeah, like, you remember when AI was something you, you had yeah, to babysit, yeah. oh, and yes. now it babysits you? Mm-hmm. I'm While you go and have fun in your it's little toy game. It's also one of the few Xbox games doing 1080p native. Mm-hmm. Well, Until po- it drops. Uh, but though this, uh, I think it was Digital Foundry, they had this interesting video about the price of 60 frames per second to mm-hmm. 1080p, which is just like the textures aren't as good as they could be. Or mm-hmm. Like a lot of dropout stuff. But they, uh, and same with like no more no more online co-op. Or I mean no more offline co-op. That it's is, only I understand. That's my favorite Wii game. <laughs> Offline co-op? No more offline co-op. Oh, I thought... It's a good idea for a fake Wii game, offline co-op. It's, it's the game. about Travis mm. Touchdown's more boring cousin. Mine was funnier, <laughs> but I, I stand by that. Um, <laughs> my Photoshop idea in my head. Uh, but yes, I, I don't I don't know. There's, there's not... A bunch of people are angry again about Halo reviews. I guess it's that time of year. Because mm. <laughs> it got like nines across the board. Um, I, people are angry. Happy. I will give Microsoft credit for having... Their lineup of exclusives mm-hmm. is way better than Sony's this fall. It is a better first-party exclusive yeah. than any... Well, Bloodburn. <laughs> but that's a February game. I'm talking, right. about fe- I'm, ta- yeah, I'm talking about fall releases. Mm-hmm. They've got that, and they paid for it, but they've got it, Rise of the Tomb Raider. You, yep. you know? asshole, are discounting Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Well, that is that shows you Just what a weak time. Christmas <laughs> the Nintendo has. That there, we looked at the schedule today, and that the Nintendo Nintendo always saves something big for the week of yeah. Black Friday. Their big releases are Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon <laughs> and Mario Tennis, like that for I Wii U. Was, it's I have to say, it was weeks more shit, than man. a little shocked looking at the release schedule. Like Assassin's Creed is already out. Yep, Call of Duty arrives in less than seven days. Mm-hmm. And we all got Halo also. And wow, this is surprisingly sparse. Fallout, for, man. We, no, no, Fallout, Fallout big deal. and just cause November three. 11. But it used to be like, oh, what yeah. do I buy with just my money on this day? For I the have next to try and months? beat Metal Gear by the time Fallout comes out, <laughs> and I am only on mission twenty one oh, or twenty two. I don't <laughs> like, step up that shit. <laughs> I don't like that it comes out the same day as Rise of Tomb Raider, and I have to choose between yeah, betwixt the two. Yeah, it's a little weird. We got to find out which one we want to stream on the Rise, Rise of, of Tom Brader. I want to. Tom Brady. I think streaming rise yep. is all about him because, because it's an exclusive. So exclusive. So people, you know, anybody with any system can play all, Fallout Four. But I'm, I don't mean to be done with Halo. Are we done with Halo? I'm sure <laughs> I feel done because I played Warzone today. I sucked at it, but I still prefer it's the the Warzone. most evolution. It's the Warzone, Warzone is a mode, mode in Halo, uh, but it's the most 
That's the one with microtransactions. No, it, it has microtransactions, but it also is like it's more of an evolution than any other yeah, mode in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fuck microtransactions. Who cares? Like you don't I need don't them. Know. Everybody, every people were fine with buying the it card maintains, packs that come in Mass Effect. Yeah, 3, it maintains so, a balance yeah. still, and you can't use them until you've actually like played through the mode a little mm-hmm. bit and. And you can, and the rec system is only for Warzone mode. Yeah, like, it's not for arena. if you're, you know, if you're impatient enough to pay for that shit, good on you. But you mm-hmm. can't really buy power and be better than anybody else, so that's fine. I'll uh, be curious to see after this what the sales are for Halo Five to see if it stays relevant on a, you know, on a super high level, or if it just becomes like a Mario game, which a Mario game will sell in the millions as well. But it's not what everybody's talking about, and it's not the event that a Halo. The, the game most used important to be. thing to me is that the multiplayer fucking works, yeah. which it did not for last year's Halo game Oof. for months, Oof. for yeah. months. So it works day one out of the box. Like I was uploading a fucking 1080p, 60 frame a second, 20 gig YouTube video, and still playing Halo fine. So good on Microsoft for finally fixing whatever the fuck that was about. Oh, also, once you turn out the the one match you did live a few hours ago in Warzone, the first thing I heard was like. A thirteen-year-old so shouting like "It's way done." I tried done. to capture it. It's it just it was like it was like, "Mom, it's Warzone, Mom!" Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, you know, the first thing I heard was what? Y'all be haters, don't hate my I game. I don't hate Halo. Where did that come from, <laughs> NBA Two K guy? Uh-huh. Well, also this week, speaking, speaking of, 2K, of games that you can hate, <laughs> speaking of Two K sports games. Uh-huh. WWE 2K16, the I hope you had about edition. six air quotes around sports. It's there. sports entertainment. Sports entertainment, Michael. Uh, Get ugh, no. I hate saying that. More like sports, sports entertainment. So, yeah, it's the annualized WWE game. This will show you how long I've been the wrestling guy at, in professionally. Here's my promotional WWE 12 no, we that, but us. that I, I'm talking to you guys about it. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I think, I think we can hear it. <laughs> So I've been, yeah. I've, oh, I was really jamming to that. You, what you should have done is the fucking next time we do this next year. Uh-huh. Remind me of this. Hank Williams, are you ready? Ready? Are you ready for John Cena? So yeah, this is just the newest. I look forward to you making that. Oh, I will. I can't newest, wait. Fanciest edition of the game, which is Remind now me in three sixty four days. Co developed <laughs> by Two K Marin and Ukes. It's not Ooh. just a Ukes joint anymore. Uh, we played it some on the stream today. You can watch it. It's got two different Terminators in it: Arnold from T one and Arnold from T two. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has the biggest roster ever, like over 100 characters immediately. Mm-hmm. Though they also have that racket of the accelerator, which Dave did. Like, he paid the two bucks to unlock everybody oh, immediately geez. instead of going through the so unlock thing. Can T2 Arnold go Super Saiyan? Or... No, they don't transfer. Is, is that a T3 Arnold I feature Dave did only. something wrong, but, Michael, you've seen Terminator like 80 times or something like that, right? Something like that, like, yeah. How Once. can you explain Arnold's shirt here for the like the uh, 1980s Terminator? Gross. Is- I don't there. understand it, but it, it is that it looks more evocative of the club he went to, Tech Noir yeah. or whatever, than uh, how he should look in the game. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't get it either. It doesn't make any sense. The Terminator khaki pants and the loudest fucking hipster shirt I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. We had a fun time. And this is Stone Cold bleeding in the Stone Cold mode, which oh, is what I'm calling it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 2K Showcase where you play through. The entirety Give of Stone Give us five Cold's minutes, and, ha- and Mike, you have to pretend to care about this. Uh, look, five uh, minutes. I do not. 
the positives I will say about it is that it has a super dense roster. It has everybody but Hulk Hogan, pretty much. <laughs> no, no Eddie Guerrero either. And we but, counted, uh, I think, seven dead wrestlers? Seven, yeah. We expected more, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they fit in all these dudes, from mostly from Stone Cold Story. Mm-hmm. And it it looked real pretty, though I won't... Uh, I, I would be lying if I said there weren't glitches in our first match. It was great. Because, uh, you want to know what glitched up more yeah. than anything in a wrestling game? Can anybody guess? Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to ask a question. The ropes are the answer. The yep. ropes glitch the fuck out. The ropes Angela. have always yes, been a problem. I call on Angela. I'm raising my hand. Is Stardust in this game? Yeah. Okay, yes, I care yes. then. Okay. Okay. That's the only person that I pay attention to now. I follow him on Twitter. He's the best. Oh, really? He is? Yeah. Right. I, no, I, so. I watched roads. him play... Oh, what's that guy? Fuck, I can't remember Xavier the other Woods? guys. Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. I watched him play Battlefront with him. Yeah. Oh, and it was awesome. the cutest goddamn video I have ever seen in my Xavier life. Xavier Woods is the best. Was Xavier uh, Woods his and Stardust model, playing his, Battlefront. We streamed uh, the new so day in cute. the game, and I don't know where that model from Xavier Woods came for. Look, Why he's taller than everybody and yeah. has a lot of facial hair. He does doesn't. not look correct. He does not look correct. Eh, but yeah, the reviews aren't out yet, but probably because they didn't send it to anybody until the last minute. But uh, That was a great sign. And if you've seen our mm-hmm. other streams of WWE2K, there's one it. thing that didn't happen. I don't know if it's because the game has been updated a little bit, or we're not playing on Xbox One. Our controllers don't go out of sync every four seconds, despite being five feet from the console. Yeah, I think I think it's playing on a PS4 instead of an Xbox One that makes all the difference. Feels good. Low yeah. times are slower, or, or low times are less slow, and the entrances are cool. And mm-hmm. yes, you know what the opposite of slow is? What's that? Fast. fast. So load times are faster. They're fast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you for editing me on the fly. Um, also, Bitch. speaking of PS4 and Xbox <laughs> One, coming to both of these is Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition, Woo! which is last year's big, like, crazy-ass uh, computer RPG, very old school, but, like, the big claim to fame was that, uh, like, everything behaves realistically, mm-hmm. and you're playing as two characters at the same time of different classes, male and female. I've got very good reviews, and I started to play it and then put it aside because I had so many other games that I wanted to play instead. Yeah, it got such incredible reviews last year. I, I was shocked by it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Especially with such a fucking generic bargain bin PC title. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, Divinity is a long and bizarre series. Mm-hmm. Dragon Commander is... a uh... very strong cult following. Oh, yeah. Is but... that... Uh, who? Produces that. Is that the, same, is that the Techland know. people, or is it? Uh, no, I don't think it's Techland. I feel like I got a. Well, I feel like I got a demo for it at the same. Uh, must be Deep Silver. I feel like I got a demo for it at the same thing I saw. A uh, Island, Dead Island, Dead Island. That's the name of it. It's, utterly it's Larian Studios. Okay. Who's the publisher? Uh, Focus Home Interactive. Ooh. Coke Media. Maximum Games. Mm. What the fuck are we talking about? I can't look at my phone for a second with you people. Divinity. God, you're so on the top. Well, of still talking about Divinity. Well, Divinity the original of- sin. I, I also got a uh, like a thing saying, "Hey, you want a review code?" And I'm like, "Yes, I do," but I will never review it, so I, I'm not gonna. What's your definition of review? Talking <laughs> about it for five seconds in a new release segment? No. <laughs> uh, well, hey, speaking of re-releases, it start with the letter D. Darksiders 2, the Death Definitive Edition. Who's publishing this now? Oh boy. Uh, the, the, the uh, Valhalla or. Ra- <laughs> Might as well raise your glass to THQ since uh, it's printed on it. Yeah, no, this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, THQ, I believe it got purchased by uh, a Nordic. Nordic Games, that's it. That's why I thought Valhalla. Nordic <laughs> Games bought it. Nobody was. Nobody wanted it. Like. There were people thought when Darksiders was got sold off the first time or was offered to be sold up the first time, 
people are going to buy it immediately, but nobody did because they're like, well, you just shipped two. You're not working on three, so we'll have to invest a ton to even get three started. So, nah. But then when it was the second round for cheaper, Nordic Games bought it, and this is their first port of it. And it's weird they're starting with two instead of one, and one just it's, gets kind of passed over. It's Two's a, shame, a better they're, game, They're remarkably high-quality games. and I, I know that everybody who's played two seems to love it, but at the same yeah. time, it just interests me less on the surface because yeah. one was very much a Zelda ripoff, which yeah. I think is it did a really good job on, and that week. kind of game interests me. And two looked more like a 3D Diablo with climbing. And that doesn't interest me well, at all. It was no, it was like Luke a climb. It was Love a 3D it. Diablo, but with God of War combat and yeah. exploration. Yeah, I feel on like paper it had everything. One hit kind of around the same time as Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. and was much better. Yes, and was was it much better than Dante's? Well, actually, oh, by, by a long shot. Darksiders yes. release. So, I remember it was the same week as Bayonetta in America. Anyway, but they were all around the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that I I bought Dante's Inferno, and I played that, and then just totally lost interest in playing a game for a while because I was like, eh. Is that all there this is? This was a thing. And then didn't pick anything else up for like a month, and and then I picked something else oh, up and completely is... forgot about everything else that released yeah. in that window. Two was fun. I remember playing it at a demo at a THQ event. Like this was the sad final E3 of THQ. We're like, we can't afford a booth anymore, but we have a meeting room just off-site. Want to come by? And just going in there, I was like, mm, this is sad. I feel sad. You guys won't be here next year. I feel fairly certain of that. What exists next year? <laughs> also, I want to give a shout-out to a game that came out at the beginning of this month that we never talked about, and uh, which I found out about thanks to the Skullgirls Skull Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, of course, about Skullgirls 2 Deadly Airport. For what? iOS, what? which is an infuriating uh, <laughs> ripoff piece of shit uh, fighting game <laughs> that has... So, I, da- I saw them talking about it. It's like, this looks so stupid, I have to download it. Okay. And uh, it makes its money by continually showing you ads. Uh, it advertises a roster of, like, 30-odd different characters and then lets you choose from exactly three which are Poison from Street Fighter, Final Fight. Uh, uh, is it... What's his name? Hugo? I keep wanting to call yeah, him Andor. Yeah, boyfriend. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, the the main guy from Street Fighter 3, the blonde kid. Alex? Pencil? Alex. Oh. Guy? No, no it was no, Alex. Three. yeah. Charlie Nash? No. <laughs> I just said his name, like, Nash. twice. It's Alex. That game's not good, huh? Oh, it's... Well... Playing it and it Alex for sure. Yeah, it's really fucking awkward. Uh, like I'm hitting the kick button and my enemy threw a fireball and an icon appeared on screen and I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that and uh, I guess I lost. I'm looking at the interface on uh, iOS and it has PlayStation control buttons. Yes. In it. Does it that does. mean you can Bluetooth your? No, it no? doesn't. Okay. Boo. This is not worth playing. I just thought it would be funny to draw attention to because it's terrible. I wanted to talk about a new release because I'm kind of upset. Okay. Um, Zelda Triforce Heroes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we that, talked about it last week, but it had not been released It had not week. been released, and like right after the show aired, I got to talk to a couple of reviewers about it. I'm not going to say any names, but it arrives with Slop Slacky. Mm-hmm. Um, USGamer.net, you can read his review over there. Um, 
it was just that like I bought it immediately. Like we were doing Hangouts for our Patreon members, and I'm just downloading it the whole time. Uh, have has anybody played it yet? Nah. Well, no, because the reviews were so mm-hmm. weak. I was like, I bought it sight unseen because it's a Zelda game, right? And I don't want to get back into Hyrule Warriors territory, but goddamn it. Uh, I noticed that the most repeated thing is like it does single player and three player so well. Why doesn't it do two player? Yeah, like Michael, you you have the game? Yes, I do. I have the game. Okay, do you want to play together? Sure. We can't. Oh no, we can't. We have to look up. We have to go online and find find a rando. That's ridiculous. Meanwhile, in a three player game that requires like kind of, kind of constant communication. Because it's the only Zelda game I've ever seen. Well, how about if I want to play it solo like I've played every fucking other Have Zelda game yet? ever? It's uh, No, I haven't. And like, this may speak to how dumb I am, but like, <laughs> the first level I get there, I'm like, wait, what the fuck am I supposed to do? They didn't tell me anything. Mm. There is no better game series in the universe than Zelda. Like, you never need to wonder what you're supposed to do. It very is very clear and sometimes very cute about how it tells you how to do things. And it didn't tell me, like, several very important things. I didn't struggle for long, but it was just like, I shouldn't be futzing around on the first level because my job is taking care of three people now. Because all you can do is switch. You cannot play it alone, or you can. It's just that two other dummies follow you around. And you have to occupy their bodies and move them around too. So you'll walk as one person to one area and you have to go back and get everybody else. It's it is they, there's there's no way to tell them to go here follow me here you just have to play as them. So it's not like Halo Five. No, no, it is the opposite of Halo Five. But that's what's we, it's 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 an ambitious Zelda game that requires online functionality or mm. get this. Are you ready to hear this? Mm-hmm. Local online, which nobody fucking does no. at all, and it picked the worst possible platform. That's the, the the biggest crapping of the 3ds is its inability to play shit online. That anything that isn't Monster Hunter. No, it's real. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's it has sad. download play. I hear it doesn't work very well. I hear it doesn't work when you're in the same room with people. And of course, because it's a Nintendo published game, the multiplayer, which is the only way to play the game, is fucking broken. And, and sort of the idea that like it, it's so broken that like you you'll go into a lobby. With three people, oh, one guy's connection cut out. You are all fucked. <laughs> you are all absolutely fucked. Yeah, you all get I mean... you get spit out and you lose everything because one guy is gone because it's three people and three people only. Really weird. Well, I, I do want to say, uh, speaking of 3DS games that came out last week, okay. I, I had a chance to spend more time with Gravity Falls: Legend of the Gnome Gemulus. It did. Mm. Uh, full disclosure by my employer, but I'm about halfway through the game and really enjoying it so far. It's kind of like if you had a Rayman game with light Metroidvania elements. Uh, it's fun. Do you like the show? I do. Yeah, For, I, I've seen like three episodes of the show. I, because as like I five. said last week, it's impossible to stream. And it, it's it's absolutely great. I love Kiss that show. Kissanime.net, guys. Come on. It's streaming right there. <laughs> That's where I watch. I don't want to watch an anime about Kiss. Jesus use, Christ, they're the worst band. <laughs> I use suckanime.com. <laughs> that's where I watch. That's Red where I watch. The, com. <laughs> that's where I watch the King of the Hill episode. Red Tube slash multiplayer. How can King of the Hill not be on Netflix or Hulu or, or even I, Adult Swim anymore? No shit. Read a story about that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to remember. It's like what happened to the King of the Hill and why did it disappear? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is an answer. I just I can't remember what I read about it. But, like people were wondering what happened to King of the Hill. Bullshit. How did we get here? Bring this in, Michael. Is it time for news? All right. I believe it is, in fact, time for this segment that is known as... That's it. I'm add a new sound effect. 
Oh, you son of a bitch! I was timing that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, hey, you've all shown such blatant disrespect the for the new sound. I'm gonna have to play it again. Right. Oh my god! Wait. <laughs> So Anne was just stacking a beer can on top of a beer bottle and then knocked the can off and it landed spout side up, which is impressive. We're not perfect people and that impresses us. (laughs) Uh, Well, hey, before we get into all those announcements and shit that happened today, I wanted to share this funny story that I read, which was, uh, this was Destructoid. Is it the Miyamoto one? Uh, No, it's John Carpenter related. So. I mentioned I think Yamoto it was one is good though. It yeah, is great too. We should talk about that also. Yes. But so the John Carpenter one was uh, I think I talked about it on my podcast last week, Cape Crisis. Mm-hmm. That John Carpenter and the studio behind Escape from New York sued Luc Besson and won in a French court for saying that the film Lockout was a ripoff of uh, Escape from New York, like one hundred percent, and they won eighty thousand euros out of it. So it's like twenty bucks, but John Carpenter thousand euros. But so no, that's uh, actually like one hundred twenty thousand dollars. And so John Carpenter said he didn't. He didn't even really pursue it. It was Canal Plus, but he mentions that quote. Canal Plus wanted to also go after the video game Metal Gear Solid, which is kind of a ripoff to Escape from New York 2. It really isn't. But I told them not to do that. Yeah. I know the director of those games, and he's a nice guy, or at least he's nice to me. Aww. So they're like, liking Kojima <laughs> avoided a lawsuit against Aww. Konami. Well, Kojima's a very likable. He is. Yes. <laughs> He's as, so nice. As I said in the past, if you go back and you watch Escape from New York mm-hmm. and uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2, yeah. you will notice a lot of like threads that Kojima picked up on to make mm-hmm. Metal Gear. Well, he, he loves Hollywood. But he I, loves Hollywood. I, yeah, he loves it's Hollywood. A, he loves Westerns. He loves spy movies. It's he a loving all that homage. Shit. And I just can't imagine you could I'd pick up it. Metal Gear Solid 5 and find any parallel between Escape from New York mm-hmm. outside of the main character's name. No, I think the closest is that, well, the iPad shit, but also that uh, in Metal, in Sons of Liberty, Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. 2, he appears, Snake disappears and returns under the name Pliskin. Yes. yes. And, yeah. No, Snake is 100%. Like, what do you think yeah. the iPatch comes from? No, He's 100% an homage. Is. I get it, but yeah. it's not, yeah, it's not the same as, like, ripping off the premise. No one is yeah. mistaking Metal Gear for Escape from New York. No, yeah, I no. would say that Canal Plus should sue Konami now that Kojima's gone. If Kojima's <laughs> not involved, they should just be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you, Konami. We're suing you. Let me have a, the rest <laughs> of the, your grave money. <laughs> Although it makes them seem less threatening if you refer to them as Canal Plus. Canal, Canal Plus. Plus. Canal oh, Plus. That is how they, that's how those French would say it is. Although, they, they're, I, I will break uh, completely from topic here, which we never, ever do. Never. And say mm-hmm. that there is a really great commercial for Canal Plus for because uh, mm-hmm. they, they produced March of the Penguins, or as it was known in the original French, uh, March of the Emperors. Mm-hmm. And so there's a commercial with somebody describing March of the Emperors to uh, a friend and like Somebody is overhearing and just imagining it as like a bunch of Napoleons walking around and protecting their eggs. <laughs> it's it's adorable. And speaking of adorable, the uh, news that came out this week, uh, Martin Hollis, the director of GoldenEye mm-hmm. for the N64, uh, for Rare, revealed a tidbit that just went hugely viral 
because when they were making the game, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto of Nintendo was very concerned about the level yeah. of violence. He did not like it. Like, Nintendo's making its most Western game ever, and how uncomfortable and yes. trepidatious Miyamoto's like, I'm just not cool with he, this. He hated the gore, he hated mm-hmm. the close-up killing, and he was like... Can we put in a level at the end where you go around and visit your enemies in the hospital and shake hands like, with them to show that this... the James Bond equivalent of a Little League game. Good game. Good yeah. game. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, that's, that's that, so cute. that fits with so many other Miyamoto games that aren't just like, hey, we're all actors. We're just actors on the stage. This isn't real. Mm-hmm. Don't feel bad about what you did. Like, yeah, that. except Zelda. Zelda's not like that. Like, mm-hmm. you, you kill shit and you You should it. feel bad. No. <laughs> Uh, that is Link's a murderer. I wonder how he got away. They got away with not doing that. Was it maybe? I wonder if it was well, just what they, they what they did. The, interesting. The, yeah, the solution was that on the title screen, you may remember if you finish Goldeneye, that it lists uh, the the parts that each character plays and then the character's name in the cast. It's like James Bond as secret agent. Yeah, ah, that's to let, right. To yeah. let you know, these are all actors yeah. in a computer weird... programmer, yeah. Natalia, whatever. It yeah. Is. So like the credit. You would normally credit as uh, Pierce Brosnan and Gillian Anderson. I've never seen Goldeneye. I have no idea who that <laughs> woman is. Gillian Anderson. What did I say? You said Gillian. I don't think I said that. Rewind the tape. Mm. And <laughs> anyway, that like <laughs> that it's a it's a cast like Gideon Manderson. Gideon Manderson. Also, my Halloween costume. Gender swap. But yeah, I like that idea that like oh, it's it's just a cast. Mm-hmm. You know, these are all characters playing a part. Exactly. That's so weird and a neat compromise. Well, then Nintendo wanted to make a sequel. They they turned that down. Yeah. <laughs> which, which yeah, they were rare were smart to be like, no, let's make our own shit. Not it's not another golden eye. It's funny because uh, I had a completely different idea in my head of what happened because if you may you who lived through those days might remember. That after Goldeneye, a Tomorrow Never Dies game that was exclusive to PlayStation and was terrible and was the first in a long line of really substandard Bond games. And I just assumed, like, MGM saw that this video game based on their property made a bunch of money, and they're like, why don't we cut out the middleman and make a video game ourselves, and it'll also make a bunch of money, because the reason that did so well was clearly the Bond license and, and not, not the game the design. behind it. Yes. And by, once again, we have records of this always working. Yes, absolutely. Oh, always, always, working. always. It always works. It never <laughs> fails. No. Uh, oh, and there was also the news of... Uh, so the Xbox One update uh, with backwards compatibility eventually comes out November 12th. That is new Xbox One experience. Hopefully Ooh. it doesn't suck anymore. Wednesday. Well, I only saw that, that, that a big game was confirmed for that. Burnout Paradise, baby. I guess it's a big game. I'll probably never play it again. It's one of my least favorite burnouts. Is that not the game but it's good. No, it is. It, it is. It's just like I've always said that like that's a great deal for Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like we got backwards compatibility. How, what publisher who's still selling a game wants to say, hey, you get your game for free yeah. on this platform? Oh, this game you can buy for $4 at GameStop? Now you can just play it all Maybe, maybe that's, that's, that not, that's not money that's, that's worth caring That's also about. what keeps me from uh, buying into PlayStation now at mm-hmm. all. It's like, well, I could pay uh, two ninety nine or $0.99 cents to have this game on- for 90 days. Or I could buy it for that same price at GameStop. I, I know for a fact there are people who... Not for a fact, but... <laughs> That there are people at PlayStation now who are like, we want the service to be great, and there are people at every other company 
It's the worst you service of all it time. To be good. It is the yeah. worst. It, it was not started to be as bad as it is, but it's, it is bad. It's not in a publisher's interest to make it as it, cheap as you ridiculous. think it should be. You know, mm-hmm. they started out wanting to be the Netflix of older games, yeah, and they mm-hmm. can't do that. Well, it's also weird to see like HD remakes. Sony, I believe it was Sony, put out a um, they put out a, a poll this week mm-hmm. that was like, "What would you want to see in in pl- uh, PlayStation 4.0 for your for your PS4?" and mm-hmm. I'll list it. I was like, PS1 games, PS2 classics. Like, why do you even have to ask? Like, yes, everybody wants to play those PS1 games and PS2 classics. Hauling these discs with me across the country, I would really appreciate a system that would allow me to play them. I wonder if they just weren't prepared for... I I would bet in their licensing agreements Mm -hmm. they made to sell PS1 and PS2 games on a PS3... They did not say, oh, and for future systems, too. In perpetuity, I yeah. believe they call that. And of course they didn't. Especially yeah. when it comes to buying them again, which you are. Mm-hmm. But then for me to, like, I know I have this library. And Sony's actually very good at recognizing their library and having it work on the Vita mm-hmm. as well. But if it isn't that way on the PS4, and I have to buy Persona 4 or Final Fantasy ten or 9 again, mm-hmm. like... No, that's bullshit. Sure. They don't. They don't. PlayStation Now isn't compatible with uncompatible PS Vita games, because that's kind of the only service I can imagine. Like oh, new games that, that I can't play on this system. Yeah. Maybe I'll play for this. Also, that the uh, wish list that that the survey had did not have my number one most important feature. Jump and flash support for external fucking hard drives, mm. please. Mm. Don't you yeah, want to just full. buy a prohibitively expensive uh, laptop hard drive? No. And then, and then also consider that every <laughs> modern game now is like yeah. at least 20 to 50 gigabytes. Yeah. Uh, yes. And it gets crazy. Halo was a wonderful, wonderfully complicated endeavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, only, only to share a story because it was the other night and where I'm trying to put an external hard drive on the machine and just to get it over with quickly, I type things in his ass. And then we just and then we just laughed. We just laughed at. We, would would we you like to format your long. ass? Zero <laughs> percent of ass used. <laughs> yes. This ass is brand new. So we're avoiding the really big news this week. The Dragon's Lair Kickstarter. Yeah, those, no. Glad to bring that up, Michael. No, but man, Don Bluth is not young. It's, uh, <laughs> Did he no, did he crumble like a Skeksis mummy again? <laughs> Wait, are we Dark actually going to talk about the news that I paid attention to today? I the Sony so. thing? Yes. The press conference. Yes. The Paris Petty. Games Week. Yeah. Paris Games Conference. Oh my god, so much shit was shown. I felt really bad for a lot of the Japanese I felt, developers. I felt really bad because I tuned in right in the beginning, at the beginning of their Gran Turismo Sport uh, presentation. Wait, what happened to the Japanese? Which was well, insanely I just, boring. I just felt really bad because they, they kept pausing to like... Well, obviously they paused to let the, the interpreters go, but they kept leaving in pauses to be like, hey, applause, and the yeah. audience is full of French journalists, and they're just like, I don't give a shit we about what you're talking no, about. They're, they're, no they're smoking a cigarette held between their no, forefinger like, and their thumb. Sorry, my Whoever fell. was manning the camera made the mistake of keep panning back to the audience, and they're just sitting there blank-faced. Shut like, up about your like, children's amusement yeah. so I can get back to my cheese. So this, this Paris event was strange because... But can I download wine? They do it every it year. Well, no, it felt like their Gamescom thing, they, and they skipped Gamescom, so that's what oh, was Sony? strange to yeah. me. Yeah, that this was their this was the equivalent of their Gamescom thing, and even had updates on shit that was a Gamescom last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that new Michel Ancel game, whatever, wild, wild, wild mm-hmm. yeah, had a swimming rabbit. Mm-hmm. That was the cutest you know, thing I'd ever fucking seen in my life. And a rideable bear that's very important. <laughs> and uh, and of course, David Cage came out to speak to his people, vox populi. So, yeah, that he. 
Oh, you all loved my digital short. Hey, now you know I make a I'll, new one. I'm gonna fucking play that game. I'm gonna yeah. play it. I played all no, the other I, ones. I, I, I'm gonna play to, it, and you know what? I'm gonna love it. I have I to admit, will. I did love the Kara digital short, and yeah. I'm happy that they're making a game based on that. Detroit, character. right? Called Detroit. <laughs> it's Detroit, funny. Yes. He was like, "We wanted to know what would happen if this android started yeah. questioning yeah, humanity." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, it's called Ex Machina, dude. It was well, a it's movie. Called, it's called every. It's called yeah. every sci-fi yeah. novel since but, every Asimov book ever made. But since that short." Short came out. Mm-hmm. They made the movie. They yeah. made X Men. They made the movie. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Which is basically Kara. Yeah. Well, if you watch the movie. if you watch the Detroit trailer, and I'm it, gonna play the movie. It's more than just Kara. Like it is no, Kara's yeah. adventure, but she says this is our story. Oh, it's definitely it, gonna be about her waking up everywhere. other androids. I'm interested to see who look kind of like Mads Mikkelsen. The trailer, yeah, to me which yes, sir, it's probably <laughs> bullshit. But the trailer to me implied. That it's an open world game, or there's open, huh. more open worldy elements to which it, which would be cool. Which is really bad. For on you. the no, other hand, it's again, a quantum theme game. Mo- mo- yeah, you know what? You know what? Again, Although don't Omicron care. I'm gonna like fucking that. play it because I played Beyond Two Souls and I like that game. Mm-hmm. I like that. There isn't a PS4 Beyond Two Souls yet. What happened? That should be. Yeah. That should well, exist. nobody liked that game. I liked it. Well, I enjoyed it. it Nobody but Anne liked it. I like game. Ellen Page a lot. Page it was it was better than Heavy Rain, but I think it carries the, the stigma of I liked Heavy a Rain David too. Cage game. That weird so. video game jazz that cost sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ellen Page got pissed off that they put nipples on her in that game. Yeah, they Not should have. But they're French. That's what they do. I appreciated it. What Page. is the problem? We put the nipple on. It is okay. It's okay. All these straight men can jerk off to you. Yeah, to be fair, like though, French. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever been to France, chef and. Little Mermaid. If you've ever been to France, they put tits in shampoo commercials. <laughs> they do. That is true. It's not a problem for them. I nope. get it. I think we should let go of some of our bullshit. They call them TTs over there. And then a royal with TTs. And then, of course, there was No Man's Sky, which oh, it's not coming out in 2015. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk this super ambitious game made by four up. people wouldn't come out this year? June, right? So June 2016. And uh, I wrote a joking tweet that said, I hope it comes out after E3 so that it can win another Game of E3 award for like the 10th year in a row. <laughs> Look, no, I that's love... Last Guardian, yes. which was not shown. That's <laughs> not completely wrong. But no, uh, I, look, I'm really looking forward to No Man's Sky as well. I'm just like, I'm sick of hype for it. Like, I, it's getting shown all the goddamn time with virtually yeah, the same demo each time. Mm-hmm. It's a good example of to hold your game back until you're yeah. sure it's going to release within a year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's hard and to be excited about. And I definitely what see Bethesda does. I definitely what most see the, people yeah. I see the consternation on the... I, I feel I see consternation on the dude's face when he makes appearances. The the, the creator of the Gamer Show. I, yeah, he's just like, well, I would say the release date if I could, but I'm not allowed to. Well, we also got to see uh, Boundless, which is a new IP that seems to be biting on Minecraft, but mm-hmm. still looks cool. We well, got Microsoft has Boundless. So. We uh, got Boundless to see is the one with all uh, the portal doors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what, what's the one Rising. by um, Media Molecule? Oh. Oh. Which is like hipster what, fantasy. Once again, this is technically dreams? impressive, yet somehow lacking in was charm. It dreams? I think dreams. Yeah. I had the but, same uh, takeaway. Well, I was excited. Horizon. Uh, forget uh, the Gorilla Games. Uh, yeah, I know which one. You, uh, I've always wanted. I think it's Horizon Zero Dawn. Or yeah, yeah I forget the subtitle. But I keep wanting to call it Lost Odyssey, but I know that's not it. That they was another make game. the prettiest console games. Period. 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 And they have not made a game I've cared about in years because I don't care about Killzone. Actually, yeah, uh, that one Horizon. Like I went to see 
the the Sony like mm-hmm. three game presentation during E3. Waited mm-hmm. in line forty five minutes and everything, and Jesus. then I, I did it just to see La- uh, Last Guardian, mm-hmm. and then Last Guardian turned out to be like, well, this is mostly shit I've seen already. But that Horizon game years. looks fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, it looks really neat. And like, and the one I was least excited to see was the one I was happiest with. And they they, cool. they showed I don't know I watched that whole de- that was the only demo I watched the whole thing up it's like eight minutes and just that uh, yeah taking down weird little gazelles to rip liquid out of their back and mm-hmm. like creating traps for them and like shooting a dinosaur and shooting off pieces of the dinosaur that are shooting you so you can then shoot the dinosaur well, it's because the robots harvest organic matter so you're stealing the organic matter from the the robots you, you should you should be cool. repping that game yeah it did look really cool mm-hmm. but but I like she was using bits of the robots to also make weapon like yes art of Disc parts of her it's, arsenal it's, it's food and tools yeah so. which is strange because and it talks a lot about the balance they between look, man and machine that needs to be maintained metal, in nature. So I don't know how she's eating. I that. just told you how they they harvest organic material from oh, vegetation, right. and they keep it in like those little canisters on their back. Right. So she steals that, and that's the food. But I, I mm. again, when I talk about how games are bad with stories, I love whatever that game is implying that somebody built these creatures. And they they grow man made weapons and like that is an all awesome things I'm intrigued about and the more you tell me the less I'm going to be interested in what's happening. You know, so don't tell op- me shit. On the, the opposite world? end of the spectrum of No Man's Sky, there was that Gran Turismo Sport, which was just I like we haven't shown it. you this in eight. We haven't shown you this ever. It'll be out in early 2016. Here, like, nope. they learned their lesson from five. It's very pretty and very boring. And now we're going to have the head of the company come out and give a very boring speech. And uh, you're just going to sit there going, just say, please look forward to our game. Say, please look forward to our game. Man, that is PlayStation's Mickey fucking mouse. We're like, mm-hmm. it's associated so much with us. We trot it out occasionally when in a demo reel. And whenever we talk about it in prolonged mm. <laughs> conversation, everybody gets bored as shit. Did mm. anybody else get enslaved vibes from the... Uh, oh, absolutely. Zero, absolutely. From Horizon, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Zero Dawn or That's a good thing. I love no, enslaved. No, I loved enslaved. And we'll, ne- and we'll never see another... We won't see an enslaved 2 ever, probably. Nope. So. Which is a bummer. Oh, and final, and uh, Street Fighter has an official release date of yep. February 15th. And they announced Dalsim. And Dalsim, who he's got quite a beard now. He has a beard. And, and a bunch of other like characters that you'll be able to unlock for free using the in-game fight money. <laughs> and also they announced a Tekken 7, which is not an exclusive, but will have a... So have some PlayStation exclusive stuff, including VR. VR was a big uh, yeah, watchword at this thing. To put it in perspective how weird Japan is, it just got revealed that Tekken 7 is not a arcade exclusive. <laughs> in 2015, that was what happened. Wow. It's not an arcade exclusive. Yeah, God who damn. would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah, but hey. You mean Americans can play this? Well, same with like great. Until Dawn. Until Dawn has a VR game or yeah, spin-off or something. Yeah, they didn't show any of it, though. Yeah, well, they probably blood, just started on blood, it. Blood, Rush of Blood. Rush of Blood. That's Rush of Blood called. to the Head, the great uh, Coldplay album. There you go. Hmm. They did show off, like, what was that the, like weird esports mecha fighting VR game? Oh, that looks kind of cool. Esports. Yeah, I'm sorry you say esports and I fall asleep. Yeah. No. No, I mean, it, it's structured to, like, the conceit of the game is that it's an esport, but it's, it's robots fighting in Dubai. Oh, Real Steel. Got it. Nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Speaking of Enslaved, did you guys see that there was a new demo released by Ninja Theory? No. Saying, uh, this is not a, a 
computer generated or this is not a real face it's a computer generated character and like they just showed still images of it looking like a computer generated character (laughs) yeah they're showing off the facial animation hey they've always been great at facial for For their next unannounced game Hellblade Sword Smash so it is announced okay yeah, they. I mean, they announced it. Yeah, they showed it at uh, at Gamescom, Sony's Gamescom thing yeah. last year. Was it's it, it's a it, year old. Wasn't it just called Hell? Help, is it Hellblade? It is like really? it's just generic. The game like that. It's called Hexsword, and you are all wrong. Generic. The game is my favorite Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> OC. It's really gonna bother you. It is. He's the best rapper in the Sonic the Hedgehog universe. <laughs> Knuckles <laughs> is quite a good rapper though too. Generic. The rapper. <laughs> generic. The Echidona. Oh man! I think that yeah, I there's no other yeah game. Hellblade, and the main character actually looks a lot like the main character from Horizon Dawn Zero Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird to see him back to back. It oh, I do want to say that U.S. Gamer posted an amazing interview with the man who designed the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm. Uh, that that was really good. Like guys, check it out. Jeremy Parrish. Did it? Yeah, a bunch of cool okay. stuff on US Gamer yeah. this week for the 30th anniversary. Coincidentally, like I've <clears throat> I've realized recently that uh, you know all the people in Japan that sell shit on eBay have been raiding the shops like Super Potato and putting all that stuff online. So I've been mm-hmm. ordering a bunch of it, and I got a Famicom, and yeah. this thing is fucking tiny. Yeah, compared to like the the NES, you remember? Yeah, like you can comfortably hold it in one hand. It's meant to sit on a coffee table or a tatami in front of you, mm-hmm. and you you sit in front of the TV like, and play it on these the width is very the short, caddies. yeah, very short <laughs> controller co- cords that mm-hmm. do not unplug from the system because your apartment is small mm-hmm. and you exactly. must be used to that. Exactly, so the system's a much better. So it was thing. a shock to find out that in designing the NES, mm-hmm. they basically made it artificially huge yes. so that it looked like a VCR yes. and it front loaded like a VCR. And that all that reading in U.S. And, gamer that that's part of the reason yeah. your my games flickered is it's the security switch, the fucking uh, piracy lockout. Mm-hmm. Uh, when your game goes bing, bing, just flashes a light, it's not it mm-hmm. thinks you're playing a pirated game. Really? Yes. And, huh. it's, and because it loaded the way it did, that's the whole reason for that. God it's semi infuriating, but like that's why every other game system after that top loaded. Huh? Because uh, gravity did some of the work, and I you didn't see, need, to, you need to make sure for yeah, you didn't need to make. Mechanical yeah. gadgetry hang in one spot. Also, when I tweeted a picture of the the Famicom, somebody else mm-hmm. tweeted a picture of, like they popped open a Nintendo and an NES cartridge, mm-hmm. and it was like tiny little Famicom circuit board inside oh. and gigantic empty plastic shell. I was the dick who used to buy used games in like the mid '90s, and then like this didn't work, and then like constantly with a guy at a store popping open my shit and wiping it down with a Q-tip like this is your job I return an NES game that doesn't work you fix it yeah so weird I feel so old yeah. swap my never game. again never again touch my game's poop deck and right. swap it I think it's probably time to move on to the community segment uh, the first commenter in the forums who created the page is Memb Insane Rabe uh, who said what was the question oh and sorry the question of the week was what's your favorite encounter with a Cronenberg not the director uh, so Mem <laughs> I would Mem, love to hear some Cronenberg encounters though <laughs> Mem Insane Rape says 
I bought Assassin's Creed Unity on day one and didn't have internet at the time, so I wasn't able to download any patches for the game. It was such an experience that I now associate any movie involving a deformed monster as a film where a group of people are being attacked by the French. The French. The, well, the pitfalls of modern gaming. Uh, Happy Confusion says, uh, I don't like the evil within nearly as much as I wanted to, but I'll be damned if Laurel wasn't one of my favorite monster designs in a while. Uh, the weird, the weird ass jumble of hair and limbs made my skin oh, crawl yeah. every time I saw her. Laura was really creepy. It's like Sadako or Samara, Samara from the Ring, but like Ooh. with giant claws. Um, yeah, I enjoyed every single time she showed up, if for nothing other than that the feeling of dread she instilled. Uh, it's a shame her boss fight was absolute garbage for a monster <laughs> that started so strong. I was cur- I almost picked up evil, uh, evil. Well, you know face. what she'd say to that, don't you? What? Y'all be haters, don't hate my game. <laughs> I bet Evil Within. If Evil Within's going for twenty bucks now, I'd say that's a that's a that's a solid investment. Thirty. Yeah. It is thirty right it now. Should be twenty at, now. Uh, Bethesda Best. guys come on up. sale at Best Buy, so it's probably forty mm, on now. Yeah. Uh, Bankwell stepson says, Bankwell's stepson said, the Banshees from Mass Effect Three are techno organic nightmares." That are literally the scariest monsters the Reapers can throw on the battlefield. These psychic nightmares are formally just normal Asari who were turned into mutated, twisted, and possibly pregnant versions of themselves that terrorize mass. Gross. Uh, Badger Noonan says... There are a lot of gross, mangled things in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but nothing creeped me out quite like the festering ball of writhing corpses that is Legion. Okay, so this next one actually... Interesting aside, I just want to bring up Legion in Japanese was known as Grand Falloon, which, if you're a Kurt Vonnegut fan, means something to you. Uh, Wampeters, Fomas, and Grand Falloons. Uh It's his collection of essays. Well, it also it means something very specific in Kurt Vonnegut. I speak. really forget what it means. But I think it, it's it's like a, a massive collection of people <laughs> somehow. Whatever makes sense. And go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> this one actually hits home for me because these freak the shit out of me too. Uh, Corey Noob says, "Dead Space had some awful Cronenbergs, but the little babies were difficult to kill, fast, and made awful noises while they climbed the ceiling." Yeah, fuck. Those guys. That is the enemy. Fuck the little babies. I hated. They those were things. really frustrating, and as a result, they're what I most associate with Dead Space from here on out. Yeah. Like those stupid babies with the I three tentacles. I have to kill. They're not the thing I most associate yeah. with Dead Space, but I, I definitely did not care for them at all. Maybe that was the point. No, that's absolutely <laughs> the point. They scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Um, Slow Octopus says. The Splicers in Bioshock 2 get pretty close to Cronenberg creatures. While they were pretty messed up in the first Bioshock, the sequel sees them after ten years of abusing Adam down in Rapture. They were grosser, more misshapen, and more deranged. The most Cronenbergian example is G.I. Al- is, is Oh, the most Cronenbergian example is Gil Alexander O.E.S., the scientist who tries to <laughs> infuse himself with the collective genius of Rapture through genetic experimentation. When the player meets him, Alexander's been mutated into a giant malform and seen cross between a sea serpent and a human fetus. It's super gross. Yeah, I do remember that. You have to euthanize him. Or not. Or set him free. I killed him. To roam the oceans. I was like, nah, your life is suffering. I believe you. Die. Enjoy the sweet release of death. I feel Uh, like most monsters from The Witcher are Cronenbergs. Like, awful, misshapen, weird... 
gooey mm-hmm. creatures. Although I do like, uh, spoiler it, toward the end of Bioshock 2, you start to see statues of yourself depending on what you did. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one, you can either be slaying a, a giant dragon mm-hmm. or you can be... Uh, giving a hand to help the man, help a man out of the mouth of the dragon. So it's like you helped him become human again Aww. by sparing him. Keltar ninety three says, "My favorite's the S A X from uh, Metroid Fusion. It's pretty nasty." Sax. Samus's uh, <laughs> Samus evil doppelganger spends most of the game appearing as a fully powered version of Samus from the previous games, but in the finale. It transforms into a gleefully disgusting creature with just enough physical resemblance to Samus to enter Cronenberg territory. You know what we called that uh, thing when it was just born? Mm-hmm. Child sex. Triscatable <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, says, oh God, I can't believe you guys made me do that. Uh, the Grave Mind, but not the one in Halo 2, but rather in Halo 2 Anniversary. Motherfucker gets hardcore from an overgrown Venus flytrap to a terrifying beast of rotting flesh, jagged fangs, and worst of all, a love for poetry. And Trochaic heptameter. Heptam- the fuck is that? I've only heard of iambic, iambic pentameter. Is that like two different numbers? I don't know. I look Latin? like an English major to you. Yes. Fuck off. Yes, you do. Uh, um, Ghost Baby. It's their first post in the forum. Welcome, Ghost Baby. Welcome. 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 Oh, San Diego. Wales, got it. Uh, <laughs> oh, Wales. Ghost vagina. Baby says. Which also fuck you, ghost baby, because baby's creepy. Ghost baby's even creepier. Go yeah. away, you Halloween weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't go away. Please stay. Yeah, please stay. It's probably the third boss in the Scott Pilgrim game. Todd the oh, Vegan. Oh yeah, he goes all Akira <laughs> or Tetsuo. Yeah. Uh, it makes no real sense why his arms become mutated and vegetables fly out, except that he is a vegan. And the game was animated by Paul Robertson. That would have been my answer, I yes. was stuck on the, this boss for ages until I put the game on easy to get it finished. The final boss is also hideously deformed. So Tanga says, Cort- uh, Contra... I almost said Cortana. <laughs> Halo so on the says, brain. Contra has had many awesome bosses of both machine and flesh, but its most grotesque is in is the alien cell, the final boss of the best ending route in Contra Hardcore. It's uh, it's this giant floating bloody mass of purple faces with spout bone claw that spout bone claws bone claw and eventually produces a phallic head that belches maggots. Nice. A shame not many have reached this beautiful creature since hardcore <laughs> is as hard as its own title suggests. Uh, Smar says uh, Professor Hojo from Final Fantasy 7 was my first video game encounter with a Cronenberg horror he starts off fine and perfectly human and a perfectly human scientist but his experience but his experience wow but his experiments with Genova strains uh, would take you across a couple of fights with him where he morphs into a gross mass of muscle teeth and nails called uh, Heletic Hojo uh, his final form, life form Hojo, is more humanoid, but either way, I can't wait to see how horrifying they make him in the FF7 remake. It's going to be so detailed and gross, I will have fun beating the holy hell out of it. That's a good point, because in the remake, if it's too gross, it can change the rating. Yeah, it could be M. Well, they say shit in it. They swear. If they keep the swears, it's an M rating game. Mm. So... Alan Horgan says... Dobby haters, don't hate my game! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now that I got that out of my system, my favorite encounter with a Cronenberg was definitely Lara Croft from the first Tomb Raider. That disproportionate... That disproportionate melted lump of a body 
haunts me to this day. Billy Dreamer. Billy Dreamer. I don't know if this guy's a Kids in the Hall reference, but I like it. Uh, my hands-down favorite Cronenberg is the PS2 Insta Classic Michigan Report from from Hell. Is that a real thing? Report from Hell, yes. Michigan Report from Hell. It was a, an early Grasshopper manufacturer game. Holy shit. Uh, in this oh, wow. scene, you're in a hospital filming the surroundings, and you hear one of the compatriots screaming about a monster. We're alive, damn it! We're not monster food! Uh, you then turn your attention to the elevator down the hall. Out of, out from the darkness, darkness emerges what I can only describe as an eye-butt monster. I need to play this game. And needs her butt monsters. Uh, what was once a patient is now crawling towards you <laughs> ass first with teeth and eyes running up its spine. Yep. Look it up. My description doesn't do it justice. Sounds so good to me. You actually have a connection with uh, Michigan Report from Hell. Butt teeth? That oh. Back in the talk radar days, I think you, you excerpted a bunch of uh, lines, lines of dialogue from it that are all Did? like, Oh, Jessica! Oh my god! Oh no, this wasn't the Paula game, was it? Yeah. Oh fuck, it's the I just Paula! Like this. No idea. Oh, oh my god! Like every single time yep. somebody died, it was the same <laughs> spiel. I remember I listening remember to that episode of Talk Radar. Yeah. This is before I knew any of you nerds. Oh, I am. <laughs> Really not. I've been having a I lot of talk radar you. nostalgia today, actually. That's very weird. Jesus. All right, new question of the week. I drank all mine away. What's the <laughs> creepiest or most unpleasant thing that's happened to you at an amusement park or mm. other place that's supposed to be fun? I think we've kind of said ours, unless anybody has any more. I didn't say, like, because it, I've said this story a billion times on other podcasts, but I do, it was highly unnerving. I was super goal oriented going to an amusement park. My girlfriend found out. I didn't real. She took me to Disneyland for my birthday, and then she found out uh, she gets sick on rides, having never been on any kind of ride ever until oh, wow. until she's almost thirty. And then I'm like, "Suck it up, bitch! We got an agenda. <laughs> I haven't ever been to Disneyland. This is gonna happen. We're getting on Space Mountain with like it or lump it. Here's some tramamine. Suck that shit up." And then we get in a ton of arguments, and every time we get we get in these massive arguments in Disneyland, uh, like a guy in like a fucking barbershop quartet outfit. Hello, is everything okay here? <laughs> Can't be fighting in Disneyland, and like we're being—it it just symbolized we're being watched on a security monitor, and we can't fight in public in a Disney in a Disneyland. Yep. And it, the four creepy. times we were interrupted by cast members, level. by cast members, everything okay here? And they're like, "Fuck you! You sit here, and I'll go ride the ride." And then like she would be sitting on a bench alone, and then it would happen again. Hey there, what's going on? Can't be sad in Disneyland, <laughs> and then like. I wish they if they had therapy or couples counseling training, that'd be even more interesting. Like, no, let's it, talk it out right It here. tested our let's relationship. It. it survives outside of Disney World to this day, but probably never will in the park. Yeah, Diana tried that same uh, suck it up attitude toward me to get me onto Splash Mountain, and it was you not a pretty scene. Really? That those drops fucking terrify me. I, I don't know why. I can't. I cannot fucking deal. I'm paying for you to go, and I'm filming no. all of it. No, yes. wow, that's it was no, it was super embarrassing. What I was reduced to, like I started whimpering. Yeah. I did and freaking out. Not whimpering, man. Yeah. I, well, I was, thank God our team, our 
company outing this year wasn't at Six Flags, which yeah. it has oh, been. Oh, no, I would not do years. well at Six Flags. But I went to Japan with uh, with these jokers, uh, with Chris and the other you jokers. You weren't going roller coasters either. I you? did go on the roller coaster, but, but you it, normally was, don't. it was a difficult... I would have said no, but I was like, no, I should be having fun with everybody, but... I was super nervous the whole time. I was like, I don't want to do this roller coaster. I love roller, roller coasters. I, but I can do the drop ones. I like I like log flume rides that have the promise of like, one drop is coming. Mm-hmm. It's a big drop, but it's the only thing you'll have to do. And, and I mean, you would freak out on the entrance mm-hmm. of Pir- Pirates of the Caribbean. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I, love, I, I love Pirates I mean, of the Caribbean, even podcast. though that, These guys don't know what's that okay. first drop I is I fucking love theme parks. Mm-hmm. But mine is theme park related. But I wasn't actually at a theme park. And I brought this up on a podcast before and tried to make Chris help me figure out where the fuck this comes from. So my Noni, my great-grandmother, used to have... Is she Eskimo? No. (laughs) Okay, keep going. She's Italian. Hey, one of my people. She used to have this album. It was Mm -hmm. a Disney album. It was Mm -hmm. all music from various Disney theme parks. Keep in mind this album. This is a vinyl album probably from like 40 years ago or something. Disneyland Records would have been the label. One of the songs Mm -hmm. on this fucking album was like an extraterrestrial alien sort of it wasn't even a song it was like ambient noise basically really? like you hear you hear aliens chittering to each other and then you hear the very distinct sound of these aliens chomping through human bones <sighs> while humans shriek in the background wow and i can't to this day remember what this album was only that it was theme park like ambient noise, not even like some of it was music, but some of it was not, and I can't fucking but remember what it for was. Sure. I want to say it was Disney. I mm. really think it was. I can't imagine who else would release an album like that other than Disney. But mm. it, it, as a child, a, a young child, this thing terrified me more than anything else mm-hmm. because it was very distinctly aliens making noises, humans screaming, and chomping through bone. It was terrifying. Uh, yeah, the closest I had to that was we, like, when I was five, we went to just a... I look back on it now, and I know it's a crappy, like, haunted house cart ride that you'd see at uh, the local, like, um... Uh, county fair? County fair, a county fair thing. But I went out when I was five, and it freaked me out so bad. Like, I was just... I was wailing and crying I, I, in like, Disneyland? no no this is just in a oh. local thing in Arkansas yeah, but those like, things are yeah. genuinely horrifying I guess so because they're I'm all a... 20 years old and kept and... in poor shape well yeah they're terrifying and you could get and hurt they, you can't yeah they're they're poorly made but it also mm-hmm. I just freaked out because like it was one of those dumb things of plastic witch pops out whoa and that freaks me out as a kid mine set on fire while I was on it <laughs> wow so actually I lo- no but you know what this one didn't scare the shit out of me it was one of those you know those um when you go to like county fairs mm-hmm. they have oh shit it was the the same county fair the Sonoma County Fair same with the zipper cutting it, fingers it, but it wasn't it wasn't actually that year it mm-hmm. was this was like f- <laughs> over five years before that like, in the county like, fair it's unheard of but anyway you know those rides where it's like spooky haunted house and you just get on a car and it takes yeah. you like yeah, up yeah, this yeah. building? So basically it was one of those mm-hmm. and the car that we were in it was like the last car of the night. We were probably the last people <laughs> in this ride. There was nobody else. Mm-hmm. The car in front of us as we're watching 
catches fire. Whoa. And we're sitting there like, how do we get out? How, where do That's I go up. from here? There's no fire exit that, in the tube. I have learned, is why they've got railings. Like, mm-hmm. you crawl out of the car, mm-hmm. and there's, like, a walkway next to you. You just get in the walkway, follow the stairs down, and that nice. is how they get you out. Because they will not come in after you. Wow. <laughs> They are not paid enough to come in and get you out. You just have to follow the loudspeakers saying, please exit the ride. And you go out onto the walkway and walk down the stairs. The horror ride is malfunctioning. Functioning. I remember going like getting in line for one of those ghost train rides and it was it was a Dungeons and Dragons ride. Like full on fantasy branded. Well, here's the thing. So is Dungeons and Dragons right? It's like, oh man, Dungeons and Dragons. I'm huge into Dungeons and Dragons. It's just like the Saturday morning cartoon where they go on a Dungeons and Dragons ride that somehow exists and get transported to the world of Dungeons and Dragons. So while I'm standing in line, I start talking to this kid who's in line with me, and he starts telling me about how fucking scary it is. And oh no, it's it's like a it's a it's a horror ride, and like a bloody head will pop up, and uh, this thing will menace you, and like he. Got me so fucking scared that I had my eyes covered through the whole ride. Aww. Like, I, I went from, like, desperately wanting to go on it to desperately not wanting to be there. Aww. Wow. That's so sad. Uh, yeah, it sucks. I was a shitty kid. I recently went on a new a new theme park ride. Huh? Yeah. There's I was no like, such thing. Yeah. I went to the, uh, the Scotch whiskey tasting experience in <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> And, and all amusement park rides were created by God 5,000 years ago, and there have been no new ones since, which you're saying is blasphemy. After I got super drunk, mm-hmm. they decided to put me in a barrel ride where I went through and watched a ghost explain how whiskey is made. Of course. So I was alone. I'm alone in Scotland. In a barrel. I'm super drunk on whiskey at this point. Ooh, and a the ghost ingredient is your sadness. Go- while I move around very, very slowly, by the way, a ghost is telling me, and this is where the stuff gets done, and like moving his arms around, and I'm fucking freaking out. <laughs> this is where we put the way, whiskey mash. Way too drunk. I don't remember anything from that. All I know is I screamed, what the fuck, four times, while everybody <laughs> around me is like mostly so. What we think of is. Guys, if you don't know, uh, for the younger kids, theme parks are like game streams that you go to. Yes. And, and you experience with other people. Interestingly, this one was uh, an adult theme park. I've, I've looked at a lot of theme park rides on YouTube. If anybody no, wants a picture of the of really weird ghost, I do have one. Hit me up on Twitter. It was Jesus. fucking weird. Me too. I want to go document Toontown um, right. for Star Wars-based destruction. So what's the creepiest or most unpleasant, scariest thing that's ever happened to you? At an amusement park or other place of joy, let us know. Go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. First person to start the thread posting the question and answering it uh, in a way that I can read aloud and not endanger my job gets read first on next week's show. You can also go to the post for episode 136 at com. Uh, all right, well, that's our show. Let's go out with a quick round of plugs. Oh, Chris, Christopher here, the host of, uh, co-host of Laser Time, and this week we are talking about Dracula Facts, 
A uh, bunch of shit you might want to know about vampires and Dracula. It's pretty fun. Uh, really light listen. Uh, so check that out. And if you haven't checked out patreon.com slash time, I should announce here, we did Beetlejuice last week as according uh, to a community poll. And we do, we're do. trying to do all the Star Wars films. Watch them together. We've done some with your wife, Michael. Yeah. Uh, but We've done what with my wife? With the audience via a YouTube stream that's private just for... <laughs> The patron and a vague tradition has been in months with our five Mondays. That means five Monday night movies. We do one for free, and why not next week Star Wars? Let's mm-hmm. watch Star Wars together. The first Star Wars. I know it's part four, but fuck that shit. Uh, it's Star Wars: A New Hope. We'll watch that together. Yeah. Blu-ray version, sadly, but it's the one we all have. Mm-hmm. I, I like the uh, the order that people have been recommending lately, yeah. which is you watch them four, five, two, three, six. Totally the curious. great order, yeah. Uh, also, I want to know seven hours of Darth Vader footage. No. Yeah. Well, also we, uh, you know, we talked about it earlier, but we do all those streams of new releases and old games, and you can check those out on uh, the Laser Time <laughs> Network YouTube page. That dumb order tries to turn Star Wars into Godfather. I don't mm-hmm. care for that. Uh, it's better than it's, just seeing Darth Vader grow up and yeah, then it's watch. It's, it's better four. than what Lucas oh, actually skip, did. You skip Menace, right? Is that part Menace of the is meaningless. Oh, Menace. Yeah. yeah, leave that out. Nobody wants to see that shit. It's mm-hmm. boring. You don't need to know where Jar Jar came from. Nope. He's barely anything anyway. And uh-huh. you, it's easy to just. You should be watching it with somebody for the say, first that time. Is, to that say, is going to be. You the, don't need to know that. Guy. The ultimate gauge of J.J. Abrams' talents will be how he deals with Jar Jar. I'm sorry if he you won't. haven't fucking seen mm-hmm. the Force Awakens trailer with Jar Jar in it. It's yes. the best goddamn thing I've Didn't ever I seen. Didn't I show that to you and you were like, no? Yeah, you did, Michael. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to give credit where credit uh-huh. is due. Michael, yes, you showed this to me and I did shriek, no, no, because no. fuck that movie. Make but man, wrong. that trailer was really good. It was really well put together. It was. It was. And Later it made him po- look terrifying. Podcast.com. We got a bunch of fun Halloweeny stuff. Uh, last week I put up a giant feature on the definitive guide to Robin Williams' Aladdin genie impressions. In case you were wondering who he was depicting, and I just posted an article about the top seven best Halloween episodes of any TV show ever. Plus, there's Cape Crisis, my weekly comic book podcast, and uh, you guys should check out. Now the World Series is on. You should check out why Spider-Man is the greatest Mets fan ever. Uh, is he really though? I've got the facts to back it up. All right, I'm. It's uh, way better than Jerry Steinfeld. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at A-E-N-E-N-E-E-E. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm on Twitter at at BDR Ann Lewis. Uh, hit me up if you want to talk about Metal Gear, because I have been playing that nonstop. Or just horror stuff, because I don't have anybody to really yeah. talk to and, about and horror movies. Only Metal Gear Solid Five because you haven't really yep, played the other ones. Yep, haven't really played the others, except Peace Walker. I've played Peace ah. Walker. So really, I've played the only one that matters. They're in the 13th inning of the first game. game. This will not end. I don't care. Um, Anyway, you can can follow the show on Twitter, as always, at VGApocalypse, or follow me personally at Wikiparas, and I would encourage you to go to ubblog.com and look once again... Even if you've seen them before, rewatch all my Assassin's all Creed uh, videos. They're all Go very through good. the first eight games. Yeah, we did a. I, I think the the guy we uh, had edit them together, Hadrian Santos. He did a fantastic <laughs> job. I need to give him credit because I've taken too much of it. Uh, all I did was capture all the footage and uh, and write, write them. the script and yeah, record and the, and VO the VO and all that. <laughs> so stuff. you know, I had a hand in it. You could say, <laughs> but. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm really proud of them. I think they came out fantastic. Uh, and Did you call I, it a four fingered hand? Yeah. What? Four fingers on an assassin? Because they only one of them only yeah, has four fingers that's true. on one hand. All of them had four fingers on their hand and for centuries. Centuries they had four Centuries. Fingers. And then, like, uh-huh. I guess. And then Ezio comes along and Leonardo's like, oh, you don't ah, need you to don't do have this to do anymore. That anymore. That was dumb. Also, why, none why of the other assassins that? in this game have that. All those poor dumb. guys who are just like, hey, we cut off our fingers for this. Uh, just because Leonardo yeah. da Vinci shows yeah, up. Yeah, you showed devotion. It was a medieval thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. everywhere if this were like me i'd say fuck you kaz i'm not doing this job and then i leave i fucking go so far away fuck this that was really fuck that child i do not care about kids not enough to go in there we got got, got good and volume for once yeah Yeah. good good secret sound (laughs) sorry fuck kids Literally, have sex with them. That's me. That's Anne doing her Jeffrey Jones impression. <laughs> so many Jeffrey Jones pedophilia jokes. Oh, you gotta. You gotta. Beetlejuice stream. Otherwise, yeah. pedophilia just hurts. No. <laughs> uh, it kind of recasts uh, Ferris Bueller in a new light if you think of it as like he's trying to fuck Ferris. Yeah, when you look at that look on his face, he's like, no one's going to leave my cheese out in the wind. Mm-hmm. Ew. Leave my cheese in the wind. 